0: I honestly should be really doing more because, like, I don't really post videos at all on either of my channels as often as I probably should.
1: I don't think people realize what an hour of work like that feels like. It's not the same as, like, oh, I, I read for 15 hours.
0: I feel like at the end of the day, I think that it's pretty obvious that the British people are wrong 100% of the time. They lost the war. The thing is, it's like I don't really see much of the stuff that I did in film school affect my YouTube stuff necessarily. Oh, wow, I just had a, I just had a revelation just now on the Create Unknown podcast. You can't wait to make the perfect thing, you know? A lot of the time, if you just do it and then move on to the next project, and this could probably apply to a lot of stuff, you'll just get better through that process. Ah, boom
2: Hey, welcome to the Create Unknown. I am Kevin Lieber. This is the home of Make Something Mean something We have been rolling every Wednesday night live on Discord 6 p.m. Eastern with great, great guests, with our great, great patrons live in the chat, our dumpster crew, our $2 tots, our infantry, our illustrious baby gang. We, we now have people who are buying a year worth of $2 tot up front for only $20, which seems to me, Matt, like the deal of a century.
1: It is an annual sub is a smart move. I mean, right now everybody's talking about GameStop making the money. Well, the annual sub is going to pay off to a, a much stronger degree than the people who have played, uh, <laughs> the GameStop market really well. Yeah. Uh, a bailout but, required. Uh, <laughs> you know, Kevin, I wanted to point out, you know, we've talked, we've talked about, about sponsors a lot on this show and partners and things like that. And like, we've had some swings and misses. Um, we, We really wanted to be partners with gamer sups, but we said no when we found out they weren't gamer suppositories. (laughs) Uh, So (laughs) that was very disappointing. Uh, But uh, we've been we've been working with uh, Electro Voice, who makes microphones. We're on the Electro Voice RE20. Kevin's got the black. He's got the new model. It just dropped in November, Uh, and I've got the the putty. It goes with the uh, aesthetic of my of my coom cave here. Um, (laughs) but these are just outstanding microphones so far. And we're excited to talk about them, uh, for a little while episode after episode, as we break them in, as we get used to them and, and see how it sounds. Have you, have you noticed anything between, uh, the old mic and the RE 20 Kevin?
2: Oh, it, it sounds much nicer. And I don't know if we ever talked about the mics that we were using before. So I, I think we're free to not throw anybody, under any sort of microphone bus they were nice though they uh, were good
1: mics we had good mics they were good mics yeah Yeah. these are
2: better mics
1: (laughs) these are better mics yeah yeah and they cut out uh they cut out background noise like extremely well um You know, I have a little space heater that runs when it's deathly cold and uh, the little hum of that seems to get cut out. So that's very cool. Uh, But yeah, we're going to talk a bit about these as the season goes on. But we have a guest tonight, don't we? We do. We do. Why don't you tell us a little bit about our guest tonight? Okay. Theodore Kennedy Nivison Jr. goes by Ted and his online moniker of Ted Nivison is distinctly different from the incorrect Ted Nivision, which too many people on Twitter recently learned. Ted streams, uh, makes YouTube videos, and collabs with a host of complimentary talents, such as Jay Schlatt and Slimesickle. Um, they all go back to the star-crossed, ill-fated lunch club, fart club, goop days. And by the time this interview drops, the three of them will have released their first episode of the podcast Chuckle Sandwich, brand new. They've got 40,000 YouTube subscribers and another 35,000 Twitter followers, despite not actually having put anything out yet. This is a tremendous testament to their popularity and their rabid fan bases. Ted is also something of an expert on milk with milk showing up as a theme in a significant portion of his videos. He's a milkman himself. He's a milkman in his U2's statuette. He's released a wildly popular Incorrect History of Milk video, and his merch line with designer Layton Stollard, who's worked with H3, H3, and Jontron, is called The Good Stuff Milk and Company. Ted has said... I just do whatever the F dash 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 I think is funny. And that mindset has delivered us videos about accidentally eating a 400 milligram edible, determining which cereal is the worst, and creating the ultimate nut butter. When he talks about grilling, he channels his inner middle-aged dad. And he's talked about cursed food from childhood. So Ted, if you have kids in the future... What cursed food are you going to feed them to make sure they'll regret the experience decades later?
0: Oh, my God. Uh, Oh, I'm being thrown on the spot here. Uh, Cursed food (laughs) that they're going to regret a million years later. I'm going to probably feed them broccoli that, yeah, just broccoli. I don't know. I didn't like broccoli when I was a kid, so I I, uh, probably would consider that cursed. But I guess, oh, man, cursed. I suppose... Oh, you know what? Cosmic brownies from uh, their cosmic brownies. They're these brownie little. Is that a little Debbie thing? Yeah, it's a little Debbie thing. Oh yeah. And they're they're intensely uh, dense little brownie things. I don't know how they make them, but they're these you know square brownies that you know they've got these little pieces of candy on top of them that make it look like stars in the starry night. And they don't—they're not good at all. But I don't—and I don't know why they—they haven't been removed from the 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 shelves. But they're pretty cursed, I would say. Cosmic brownies—they're
1: almost sh- like yeah, a really dense fudge, aren't they? Am I remembering these right? Yeah,
0: yeah I would. Yeah, there's—I suppose they're essentially—they're really fudgy. Yeah, bit of a fudge situation going on there. <laughs> um, there's always
1: somebody who loves these, though. You know, there's something. Like with the Little Debbie cakes and, and snacks and all of that, there's always mm-hmm. someone who's like, oh, that one's my favorite. So I'm sure there are Cosmic Brownie fans out there.
0: Yeah, I will say that I do like the I do like the coffee cake ones that they have because those actually taste like something. I don't know the kind of something about the the Cosmic Brownies. Something's off there. All right. I'm saying that we look into that. We get an investigation going on. All right. Can can I give you a broccoli fact? Hold on.
2: Can I give you a broccoli fact? Because it's the only thing I know about broccoli, and this is the only chance I'm going to be able to provide this information to the world. Okay. Okay. So broccoli, cauliflower, kale, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, and kohlrabi all come from the same plant. What? Yes. Thank you. Is that not an amazing thing to know? It's a great fact. No one tells you this. Wait. I feel like this can't be true. It
0: is true. Cauliflower it's, and broccoli come from the same thing?
2: Yeah, they are, they they are all descended from this a single plant. And it's just like well, cr- cross and messing with this one plant gives you let all me raise of the, you this. Those different
0: vegetables. Let yeah. me raise you this. Did you know that cashews come from an apple? What? Called a cashew apple? No. Yes, they grow on a tree, and they come from a cashew apple. That's where cashews come from.
2: Does anyone eat the, is the apple, does the apple taste like cashews? Is the apple good? Why are we not making apple, Um, cashew apple I'm pretty sure
0: that the actual apple itself, the cashew apple, is poisonous, because I'm pretty sure cashews need to be, cashews have like cyanide in them or something. Um, probably tannin a
1: lot of nuts have tannin in them that has to be removed or it's it's going to go pretty badly with your yeah.
0: stomach oh yeah that's almonds that almonds have right cyanide now. yeah yeah but i do believe that there's some aspect of cashews that is uh that is a little bit not good for the tum as you, they say if you
2: google this it looks the cashew apple looks like a weird like willy wonka fruit pooping, it looks,
0: pooping out a, a cashew yeah or it it yeah it could be a alien. I don't know, butt plug. <laughs> you know, I looked at
1: the picture and I thought, oh, this kind of looks like a, a little bit of a weird yellow squash, but but oh, it something could be a squash, different. <laughs> but I'm thinking, yeah, alien butt plug. Right, now. <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's <different. laughs> This is wild, though. I had it's I didn't know colors. this at all. And it, yeah, it's it looks really interesting. And if you're listening to this on audio. um, it's worth a Google. It's worth looking up uh, the cashew fruit. Yeah, I have a tendency to
0: so, I have a tendency to mention visual things while on podcasts. It's sort of a talent of mine. <laughs> I like screwing <laughs> over you, the audio listeners. That's my favorite thing to have do. Have you
1: had cashew cheese though? It says on, on Wikipedia that you can
0: process this fruit oh, into what? cashew cheese. Cashew cheese? Yeah. Oh. No. I don't wanna have that. You can that sounds gross. It. That doesn't even count as cheese. I feel like cheese should be, you know, going back to my roots here, I feel like cheese should be derived from dairy if we're going to call it cheese. I think other than that, it's got to be called something different. It's got to be called like, I don't know, fermented block of something (laughs) fun.
2: That's very catchy. (laughs)
0: Yeah, like a cashew fermented block of something fun. And it requires that sort of. (laughs) emphasis (laughs) <laughs> emphasis <laughs> in the in the sentence of something fun it's,
2: it's a large package just to to label it and get all the words on
0: there yeah no it's something i'd expect i'd see from trader joe's
2: you can have you know? non-dairy cheese i mean other than the stuff that like vegans is, is that what vegans eat i don't know what vegans do with. Their i don't lars. know what
0: vegans are even doing man <laughs> eating cashew i'll tell you I mean, but the thing, the problem is, with calling something non-dairy cheese is that cheese is by definition a dairy product. So how do you, you it, you know, it's, it's derived from milk. That's why they call it cheese. But if you say non-dairy cheese, it's not cheese anymore. So why are you saying even cheese? <laughs> it's a is linguistic it position, issue then? and it needs is to it be your solved. position
1: that non-dairy creamer is not creamer because it's non-dairy?
0: It's, yeah, it's, it doesn't ben make things creamy. It. it makes it mm, full. It makes it full of something, but not dairy. That's for sure. And this is an issue that we need to solve here on the Create Unknown <laughs> podcast. <laughs> that's why I came on. You know, I didn't tell you guys this, but I came on because I was, I am here to solve an issue and that's with non-dairy creamer and the like and you know, cheese. Tom, I'm pissed. his
1: Tom Videoger. Who is in the infantry? Tom is quick with links. Ted, um, yeah, if, fast. if, if uh, yeah, he's very fast. If you got the episode chat open, but look, he, he pops up this non-dairy creamer thing. This is commonly called tea whitener, tea or coffee whitener. whitener. The, the, there you go. That's suspiciously racist. That's very strange. That's <laughs> just an odd way to <laughs> describe anything.
0: I mean, it does make it a lighter lightener, tea lightener. I guess. So we don't include the color aspect of it. So we don't. I don't know. It's better paint. than calling it non-dairy Absolutely. creamer because then it's awfully clinical. Yeah. Yeah. Tea paint. I'm seeing as yeah, an option. Got some some decent paint?
1: suggestions in here. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> yeah. So that's my opinion on, <laughs> on cheeses and such and the like,
2: <laughs> I think that they're called that because you know, they're replacing a specific item. So you, you're led to understand yeah. that it's a replacement for this item. I don't think yeah, it's anything okay. more than that.
0: That's fair. I can't yeah. really argue with that. <laughs> ah, damn. I, yeah, I really can't argue with that. Actually. That's a really, <laughs> that's an astute point and I hate you for it. Oh um, God.
1: Well, Sorry. we've accomplished the goal of having you on. So I think we're done here.
0: Right, I think (laughs) we. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Had a wonderful time. (laughs) Made a new enemy. Yeah, made. uh, I have a new goal. It's to uh, take down (laughs) these damn companies selling the non-dairy creamer, and uh, we're going to do it in six months. By the end of six months, it's going to be like how how uh, how Reddit recently took down an entire hedge fund.
1: Yeah, that that dominated the Twitter uh, headlines. But I don't know a whole lot about what happened with that. I just know that it involved them calling in. Shorted stocks on on GameStop. Yeah,
0: right? I recently learned what shorted stocks are, but I guess basically there was this one dude, and he was like, basically what they do is they make a call on a shorted stock, so they're so they're guessing and putting money on the fact that the stock is going to go down. And then what he did was then he released some articles, and he was like talking about, oh, GameStop is obsolete. It's not. It's not going to do well and stuff. And I guess the people on Reddit were pissed off that there are people out there who are making these bets on companies that are bound to fail. And they decided to screw these guys over and buy a bunch of the stock and make it go up. And then I guess the people who are in these short positions, I don't know entirely how it works, but I guess when... It starts to go down. You're sort of forced into a position where you have to buy more, which in turn made the price of it go up even more. So now everyone's buying the stock, and then people are then it's getting in the news and the media, and people are like, "Oh, I guess I got to buy." I don't know why, but I guess I got to buy GameStop stock. So they're buying it, and then I guess there was this one dude who put like fifty thousand dollars into it in August, and he's made fifteen, like more than fifteen million dollars on GameStop, and it wasn't even related to what happened recently. He just happened to have like his life savings in GameStop <laughs> for some reason. And I don't know who, I don't know why someone would put their life savings in GameStop in 2020, but I mean, it's just one of those situations where it's like, Hey, you're now, you now a, a multimillionaire. Congratulations. You know, you now have to worry about right. estate tax.
1: <laughs> he knew something that we didn't
0: know. Yeah, I guess.
1: <laughs> Salute him.
0: Yeah. It's
1: amazing to me. This never happened before you know, it used to happen a long time ago. It used to happen in the nineties, um, with, uh, well, AOL chat rooms back then Yahoo chat rooms, uh, people would, would artificially pump penny stocks. Usually the ones that trade on the pink sheets, uh, because you know, you can get percentage changes in a penny stock that are just immense. You know, if you want to try to, well, other than today with GameStop, I mean, normally, though, if, if you wanted to try to move the stock price of a legitimate stock that's on uh, uh, NASDAQ or something like that, you know, maybe you could get it five or 10 percent. Well, if the the shares are a you know few cents, then a one cent movement might be 35 percent of the share price. So they would talk up these stocks in these, uh, you know, cruddy little chat rooms across the Internet and you know, make fake stock tips and things like that, and people would start buying it, and then the guy who pumped it up would would sell and uh, be happy with his forty percent profit. And that kind of became a thing uh, with the chat rooms and eventually forums that uh, was severely frowned upon. And now people are talking again about how oh well, you shouldn't be allowed to talk about trading on on Reddit and places like that. So it's an age old problem that's resurfaced. Uh, it always goes in a In a cycle how did they stop the
2: aol chat rooms from doing it
1: uh i don't know um i don't remember the intervention on that if if there was one i mean you can't stop people from talking about this stuff whether it's you know uh, on whatsapp or whatever nobody would even know and there's no way on the encrypted apps to uh to combat this so when people talk about like oh we have to we have to regulate the the online talk about stocks all right. Good luck.
0: Yeah, that doesn't really. That seems like a restriction on free speech. Although I suppose, like making a group that's that sole purpose is to change the direction of stocks would be that would mean market manipulation. I feel like pretty, pretty straight up, right? But yeah. Other than that, I I don't really see because there's 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 companies, large companies that already do this. It's just that they don't do it on a, on a subreddit, right? They do like practically the same right. thing where they where they yeah. Am I wrong? Right. No, well, agree. so what? <laughs> no. What
2: company would would we, uh, you know, AMC? I see is popping off now. GameStop, obviously, the past couple of days. Um, who's next? Who? Who should? <laughs> what random failing business <laughs> should get propped up by Reddit? Huh?
1: I called my broker today, and I said, "There's a new startup that I'm into. I want you to cash me out of everything." And I want you to put it all into
0: Chuckle Sandwich. Good, good, uh, good transition. I like that. I like that. <laughs> yes, indeed. It's, it's new promising. startup, Chuckle Sandwich. Am I? Should I be talking? Should I start talking about it?
1: <laughs> yeah. Say, uh, tell us about what it is and and how it how it evolved with uh, with the miscreants you've assembled.
0: Oh, okay. Well. So I guess I'd start off with the name. So Chuckle Sandwich. I originally was in an improv group when I was in high school called Chuckle Sandwich, um, and then I, you know, I've always liked the name. I originally when when the whole um, when the late lunch club was uh, was being formed. Originally, one of the ideas that I had put forward was doing Chuckle Sandwich because it's like it was one of those things where you know it'd been like maybe five, it's been five years since I've since I graduated high school. Um, I don't even think that chuckle sandwich and at the high school is still going on so i was like this is such a good name i can't let it just fall into the ether like nothing and i I can just think of so many ways that like the the branding of it could be so fun um so i've always kind of had that in the back of my head and then maybe two weeks ago i was in a call with uh charlie and schlatt and i was talking to them about how i wanted to make a podcast and i just didn't really know where to start because i didn't really want to make a podcast by myself where i was just the only host because yeah. i i don't know i i would just struggle with that i feel like um and then one of them mentioned and was like oh well if you want to make a podcast and just run it you know we'll we'll happily be a part of that and stuff so essentially i was like okay so i i talked to an artist on getting together some branding for it. I talked to like my manager about throwing something together. And then like over the last like two weeks, I just kind of threw together a podcast with the two of those guys. And we just recorded our first episode yesterday. And uh, yeah, I I feel like the response to it is pretty cool because people, you know, I haven't had a been on a part of a podcast in a while. They both have their own podcast. So really this, this podcast is pretty much run by me, but with the two of them um, just joining in on every week. Um as like co-host. Um, but yeah, you know, chuckle sandwich. Bada bing bada boom.
2: <laughs> what what how often are you gonna record?
0: Uh we're we're gonna we're gonna film podcasts just like once a week and then I'll just like send it off to the editor that I have set up for it and then we'll just post it. I think we're gonna like record on like Mondays and then post it on Saturdays, I think is how we're gonna do it. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. <laughs> Sounds I don't good. know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I don't know what else to Schlatt, say about it.
2: I'm amazed that Schlatt has time for that. It seems like all of you guys um do so many different projects.
0: Yeah, kinda. I feel like it definitely appears that way at the outside. But me personally, like I literally do I should be doing. I honestly should be really doing more because like I don't really post videos at all on my either of my channels as often as I probably should. Um, but the two of them, they're, they're, they're both pretty busy. They're, they've, they've got their mojo going right now, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get back into that. Why don't you, don't you post more? I was, it's funny. Cause I was actually, before I came on this podcast today, I was actually writing a video that I'm going to be posting about just, I, I might be posting it. I'm going to be I'm writing the script for it, but it's like, I'm, I would be talking about, you know, why I, I don't post videos often. And I think part of it is because I, you know, for the longest time I was in college and I didn't necessarily have the time to post videos. So whenever I did have time, it was like, YouTube was my, it was my hobby, but it was also my job. So it was, it was a weird thing where it was like, I would always do it in my free time. And I would use that free time to the most of my ability. And then I would, you know, post videos as much as I could, which ended up being like a once a month, maybe twice a month kind of situation. Uh, But then since I had that, enough time to focus on one video and making it as good as possible i feel like i must have set myself in a position where i started to get to the point where i how do i even say this i like boxed myself into this zone that i had a very high standards for the types of videos i wanted to make and like very high standards for what a good idea would be um Mm. and i think that You know, I, I really started thinking about this hard recently about why I did this to myself because it was like, um, it's, it, it, it turned it, it ended up being sort of one of the, one of the, um, I guess symptoms of what would be considered quote unquote imposter syndrome. And one of them is like the perfectionism kind of shit. Mm -hmm. Um, and like that caused me to like, causes me to procrastinate a lot on like releasing a new video. Um, so I just kind of I don't know I'm 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 working on my way to get out of that you know yeah and it's uh it's a it's a weird zone to be within especially because I think that if I was younger if you know like three years ago and I saw how many subscribers I have now and I, and then <laughs> me now was like to my younger self oh yeah I don't really post that often because I'm afraid that my videos are not going to be good enough or whatever I'd probably have a screaming match with myself and be like you fucking dumbass <laughs> what the hell are you doing um so i kind of have to try to remind myself of like what position i'm in sometimes because it's you know it's weird
1: isn't there something to be said though of of spreading out comedy you know i think of uh stand-up comics who have specials you know um dave chappelle how how many has he put out in the last couple years not very many like two or three right yeah um well that's awesome to me i don't know if it would be well, I do know it would be awesome if he did it constantly because I love Chappelle show, but like somebody being funny every week, twice a week, as opposed to some really, really good stuff less frequently, that's, that's got to have some value, right? Like oh, when you I do, definitely agree. Uh, put a it does. thing out, it's um, very good.
0: I think the difference between, you know, Dave Chappelle releasing a special every now and then is that special is going on Netflix and Netflix is going to throw that in the front page um, for everyone to see, oh, you great. know? And like, we've, you know, us being on the online nomads that we are sifting through cyberspace, we've got to, uh, deal with the <laughs> algorithm dragons. Um, and a lot of the time, uh, you know, when you don't post very often, then YouTube starts to kind of punish that, which is kind of a interesting way to get a bit of anxiety. <laughs> um, That's what
1: they tell us. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I don't know. It does sound like you're overthinking it a little bit though. And
0: you're in your head head on it. Absolutely. No, I agree with that. I am totally, absolutely in on my head on this kind of stuff, which is, which is funny too, because for the longest time I'd seen this happen to other people in the past. And I had always been telling myself, oh, that's never going to be me. I'm never going to get in that position. And then like, (laughs) one day I'm like, oh shit, (laughs) I am. So it's in definitely a uh, interesting thing
2: how long does it usually take you to make a video
0: um i would say maybe like at least more than 10 hours because it takes me like more than eight hours to edit a video of mine um so it's got to be like maybe 15 hours maybe fi- 15 plus i'd say because then i gotta i gotta do the research for the type of video that i want to do if it's like a cooking video it doesn't take, take necessarily as long to get that kind of stuff together um But some of the stuff like the terrible movie videos or um, maybe like a story video, I have to gather together all the evidence, all the the evidence or like the script and stuff. And then it's, you know, it's a normal workflow of like something like that where it's like and then I film and then um, then I edit it. But um, yeah, I'd say like more than 15 hours.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. If you want to like chat sometime and just bounce ideas, I'm totally open to doing that. Oh
0: yeah. No worries. You know oh, I, I, mean? I don't want to sound like I'm, I don't want to sound like I'm like complaining about, <laughs> about anything right now. I was, I was just, you know, I thought I would just be like, speak openly about, you know, that kind of stuff. Cause I feel like a lot of they're, people they are
1: hard hours though. What's up? Like, I, I, they're hard hours. I don't think people realize what an hour of work like that feels like. Oh, you yeah. know, it's, yeah, it's, it, definitely it's, long. it's just not the same. Yeah. It's not the same as like, Oh, I, I read for 15 hours or like, you know, when yeah, I, when I work video outside games for 15
0: hours, it's like yeah. definitely a lot easier to do that.
1: <laughs> it's not the same, you know, it's, it's, uh, like even, uh, just doing normal work, whatever, for two hours compared to two hours of recording this podcast. Like these are two completely different experiences. And so, you know, 15 may not sound like a ton, But it's, it's kind of like running for 15 hours, (laughs) you know, that's, that's a hard thing on your body. Uh, Yeah. That's like hyper marathon. Yeah. We do have a little bit of breaking news, by the way, real quick. I want to interject this. Uh, discord has shut down the subreddit wall street bets for hate speech, glorifying violence and spreading misinformation.
0: Oh, nice. Discord.
1: Hell yeah. Yeah.
0: I love to see it. What The, the hell? Hate speech.
1: They say to be clear, we did not ban this server due to financial fraud related to GameStop or other stocks. This is coming from. Oh, Slasher. they're calling it uh,
0: financial fraud too. Wow, that's yeah, bold. I,
1: I think Slasher is probably right about this. He's he's missed a few times, uh, but yeah, I think this one's probably accurate.
0: Wow, Slasher
1: doesn't miss qu-
0: very often though.
1: Do you know why di- why Doctor Disrespect got banned?
0: I don't. I yeah, well, do uh,
1: Slasher promised all of us uh that a long long time ago and then we never heard anything again so when i think of slasher i think of that
0: he follows me now maybe i should maybe i should message him for the goods i should i should message him and say give me what i need slasher
2: (laughs) Uh, the verge reported on this it's definitely real wow
1: yeah Yeah, well that's wild and that just popped uh like 10 minutes ago i think Mm -hmm. well uh but let's let's combine these two things um So I was curious, Ted, as you were talking about milk stocks yeah, and they're actually quite a few. Um, yeah, let's see, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10. There's a second page of these looks like another eight. Uh, yeah. If you want to invest in milk, it seems like you can do it in a roundabout way like smuckers uh, Eli Lilly and company Smuckers, Smuckers has mill. has a milk division.
0: The jelly people.
1: Yeah. Smuckers like a the folks of, yeah. that
0: make the Uncrustables. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the legendary yeah. Uncrustable brand. Oh, this is wild.
1: This is wild. So Smuckers
0: um, milk, milk
1: ETFs are, uh, what is it? Exchange traded funds. So it's kind of like a, a uh, collection of of stocks okay and it can be you know they're all kind of related in some way uh, and there are uh, I, I just found a milk ETF that's wild you could invest in what's an ETF milk uh, like a collection of stocks where I- you're kind of investing in the sector because it, it combines them all together like a little tiny little tiny fund of like-minded uh, strategically like-minded stocks
0: oh okay um, okay. Yeah, um, so the
1: PowerShares Dynamic Food and Beverage ETF is
0: essentially investing in milk. The people Are- who own Smuckers also own Dunkin' Donuts.
1: What do they really?
0: Yeah, I'm looking at the JM Smucker Company, and they own Robinhood, they own Jiff, they own Meow Mix, uh, Milk Bone, and Smuckers, and Smuckers Uncrustables, and also <laughs> Cafe Bustelo. But I don't know what the fuck that. Also Folgers.
2: F- Folgers. You- those, those are coffee brands.
0: I know what I, I I realized the massive mistake I made as it was coming out of my
1: mouth.
0: As it, as it came out, I was like, that wasn't the right way to say it. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Um, I've been forever immortalized saying are, Folgers
2: are, are people who invest in milk um milkers? Are they big milkers?
0: I'd say that they're 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 part of the milk legion. You know, they're part of the milk zone and they're enlightened. If your mom, if
1: your mom bought shares in this milk ETF, would she be a mommy milker?
0: I don't like the fact that you're asking if my mom would be a mommy milker. That's the first trepidation I have with that. But I I guess technically, yeah, I can't say no to that.
1: But hey, you mentioned Uncrustables. I I have to be honest. I've never actually eaten one. Am Am I missing Out on something here. You're
0: not that much because what's funny about uncrustables is that they they do sort of have a crust. Still, they have a seam around the around. It's like a circular patty that has peanut butter and jelly inside of it, and but there is a seam. Okay, and it I think personally it counts as a crust. So you know, take that as you will. I don't think that there ever really will be a true uncrustable unless (laughs) they figure out how to like inject peanut butter and jelly into a seamless ball like a peanut butter and jelly ball then that would be a true (laughs) uncrustable because it'd be a sphere at what
1: point does does a border or a seam become a crust? where do you draw the line
0: uh i just i just like the idea of of no edges you know i think that the reason why people don't like crust Mm. is because of the edge they don't want it to end but you know with with this patented Ted Nivison peanut butter and jelly injected sphere. Um, <laughs> there is no, there is no crust. You don't know when it's going to end and it's gone before you know it and you want to buy more. And that's the market value right there, folks.
2: Well, yeah, you know, you know, snowballs. Why don't snowballs make a peanut butter and jelly snowball instead of that like pink coconut
0: disaster oh, or whatever yeah, it is that snowballs terrible. actually are. Yeah. Those things look like Yeti shits.
2: <laughs> they're, they're horrible um while we're on the fabulous subject of peanut butter and jelly can i just lodge a complaint that there was a comparison oh, no. recently between uh peanut butter and jelly and and beans oh on right. bread
1: yes
0: beans uh, on toast yeah beans, on, beans toast? on toast uh the british yeah the and british and the foods
2: we're saying that peanut butter and jelly was revolting where does this come from it's 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 a perfect food i I don't understand either because
0: because there's a there's a very big difference between beans on toast and peanut butter and jelly starting with the beans on toast is bound to get soggy way faster than peanut butter and jelly peanut butter and jelly gets soggy over a course of hours the only time that you eat a soggy peanut butter and jelly is when it comes out of your lunch bag when you're going to elementary school but not often do people (laughs) ever deal with a soggy peanut butter and jelly there is like probably 99 cons- percent consumption of a soggy beans on toast unless the bread is really, really tough, and at that point you're just eating stale bread. so what do they want from us? I don't know. I think
1: the uh, I think a big part of the issue is how uh, the British prepare beans, okay they they're not they, they don't have uh, the the kind of molasses injection that. That we do. They're not as sweet. That's what I'm getting to. And I think this, this hits both sides of the equation here. I think they see peanut butter and jelly and they're like, oh, you, you can't mix this savory peanut stuff with the sweet, sweet jam. Uh, and the, the beans on toast part, it just tastes a little different than if we took like Bush's baked beans and.
0: and yeah. Uh, I'm seeing the know, Just post, dumped them on toast. Mr. Tom here linked the post that started at all. And the peanut butter and jelly example that they provided in this tweet is probably the grossest looking peanut butter and jelly I've ever seen in my life.
1: It's, it's sloppy. It looks great. It's, it's very sloppy. It's a sloppy. sloppy
0: PB&J, whereas you could make a very crisp PB&J, but there is no situation in which you can make a non-sloppy beans on toast. It my, is destined there. for yeah. slop.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it is slop. That's what that food it, is. And it's yeah. okay. I'm okay with slop, but don't, don't come crashing down on my pbj parade because i mean it it's 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 a cheap delicious like repeatable you can eat every day food that 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 yes if you're going to make it like a sloppy weird looking thing then maybe it can look unappealing but you could do that with anything you could make tacos or pizza or a burger you can make anything look disgusting that's not hard to do
0: yeah doesn't mean hmm. it is yeah i don't I don't quite understand what what the argument here is because I feel like at the end of the day, I think that it's pretty obvious that the British people are wrong a hundred percent of the time they launched the <laughs> war, so I mean what did, is there even did to your talk parents, about?
1: Did either of your parents ever make you eat shit on a shingle?
0: I've never <laughs> had my parents have never what? made me eat feces before now
1: no <laughs> uh tom i'm sure you can find this so so get quick with the link um it's it's like creamed chip beef on toast and it's uh holy shit like Tom's was popular fast. in the navy yeah he is incredibly fast but yeah there we go we have we have shit on a shingle and i god you talking about cursed foods and and terrible childhood foods that's Probably that's fighting for number one on my list. Oh my is God. the nights when we ate shit on a shingle?
0: Looks like it looks like meat and come on bread.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Why would you call it that?
0: You could call and cu- it anything. I mean, it's called shitting on a shingle. So <laughs> no, I, mean, I know. No, I'm, <laughs>
2: not, <laughs> not, I'm not complaining with your description of it. I'm complaining with the original <laughs> title. Yeah, I think it
0: would be as equally appropriate to call it meat and come on bread. Then <laughs> a that classic that point, American <laughs> military dish. A military yeah. dish? How many military dishes do you guys know? What is a I military mean, dish? They just ate it in the military? It, well, it's
1: something that you can prepare at scale. And that's the beauty of shit on a shingle is that <laughs> you You have this cream I don't think that there's anything base. beautiful about shit on a shingle. Let's <laughs> be honest here. That's the beauty. <laughs> you have this big cream base that is probably in like a 10-gallon bucket. And oh, you dump that and heat it up and you just... Yeah, it's like shaved chipped beef. Chipped beef, um, two teaspoons yeah. butter,
0: two teaspoons flour, one third cups milk skim. Uh so the stuff yes. so quite literally the stuff that you skim off of the milk when you are making right. milk that is skim milk. Skim milk is That's it is it. using the milk that you skim off of what becomes skim milk, correct? I think. Um, and then ground pepper and two slices of bread. Interesting.
1: Yeah. But you could make that for 200 people in 15 minutes you know that that's that's the beauty of it for the military uh aspect is you can just feed loads of people and you can serve it very fast too because they grab the bread and then you just spoon this this slop on top of it but um definitely i hated it i really disliked it
0: (laughs) so it's not even good
1: i don't like it but i think it's one of those tastes that is really bad for kids uh like you know how uh, yeah when was the last time you had it oh oh it's been 20 20 plus years
0: okay i see
1: yeah last time i had it was in the 90s for sure
0: because like Um, you probably wouldn't have liked bruschetta as a kid either Exactly.
1: Yes. What's that? Is that in a part of the, the brain? Like I know that with seafood, with clams it's, and shrimp and stuff like that. savory
0: stuff. It's savory. The savory flavor. I Is think that it, what develops over time? Yeah. I think that kids really like sweet stuff, like sweet flavors, sour flavors. Uh-huh. But I think savory is, is that's the acquired taste.
1: Yeah. I bet I would like it now. Cause I really like, like country. You probably, really. wouldn't, li- you you know, probably like wouldn't have, have liked
0: goat cheese as much when you're a kid either, but goat cheese is fucking no, I, awesome. I, I
1: disliked it a lot. Yeah, Yeah, I do like it now, and I hated it. There was this one Uh, restaurant that I I had
0: had this really awesome goat cheese baklava from. That shit fucks. Oh, (laughs) man. It's good, dude. (laughs) What I wouldn't. I'd kill a man for another slice of goat cheese baklava. Oh, man. Why can't you go back? Is it far away? Uh, No, it's not far away. It's just expensive. What is baklava? You can't make that at home? Oh, I'm sure I could figure out how to make it, but it's it's nice when you don't have to do that. That's one thing that I've gotten into a bad habit of as well. Speaking of bad habits and Ted, uh, I have been <laughs> really, really a- inefficient at cooking for myself, but very efficient at ordering Postmates. And that's if there's Ooh. if there's one def- I if there's anything that I could say would be a YouTuber problem. When you get larger on the platform, it's just that it's just so easy to not make food for yourself and order it. Schlatt does this thing where he orders Wendy's all the time. I don't know why he likes Wendy's so much, but he's he's been ordering Wendy's all the time. Um And I do this thing where I'll 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 fucking I have a Taco Bell thing. I really like Taco Bell. So
2: when you know, when once you're on, I'm, he was in the middle of eating his Postmates meal.
0: Was he eating Wendy's?
2: He wasn't eating Wendy's. He was eating boneless wings from some place.
0: I think he must've been lying to you. I think it was Wendy's. I think he was just ashamed.
2: <laughs> Wendy's boneless wings. Yeah. Um, I didn't know what baklava actually was. Tom Videogre in the chat. And listen, if, if anybody is not um, allowed in the chat, but you're listening right now, I believe uh, it's live on discord, uh, just go to uh, patreon.com slash the create unknown, become a $2 tot. And then you can join the chat. Um, and you can see all of these links. Uh, so baklava looks like
0: uh, It's a Turkish dish. Like a slider. I believe. Like that a little... photo, I think, is a little bit misleading. Um, okay. I believe so it's like a that puffy it's, pastry. It's with... usually a dessert of some sort. But I think the goat cheese baklava is a little bit of a bastardization of what baklava actually is. Mm-hmm. But um, in this case, it was kind of like a little appetizer kind of situation um but it's um, good yeah it's got like a it's appetizer. yeah it's good shit
2: <laughs> ted did did you move did you are you still in new york or did you move to no LA? i
0: moved i moved to i moved to la in like i got here in september and i've been here that's, since
2: that's the postmates curse man you moved to la and now yes, you get postmates is. yeah because there wasn't because the,
0: the postmates, postmates wasn't definitely wasn't a thing um in in New York, they don't really have Postmates out there. They have DoorDash though. Not in that. Section. So I will say that when oh. I was in New York, I was ordering from DoorDash. When I was in Ithaca, um, but so it actually really hasn't changed. It's just the app that I use is really has been what changed. Um, <laughs> and sometimes I use and, DoorDash too. It. So it's like, I, you know, I switch too. It's bad. It's bad. For clarity's
1: sake, uh, with the audience, Ithaca is in new york's finger lakes region which butts up against paradise that is the central leather stocking region um uh, but there's not a whole lot of activity around when it comes to food delivery i've actually never had a single thing delivered to my house and it's not available anywhere so that keeps me from post mating i don't i don't mate uh, at all um I don't Uber eat. Why did you say I don't like do that? any of these Wait, things? Wait, you didn't you don't mate? You don't that's like the worst. Is that way. what it's called
0: when you order from Postmates? No, nobody says, Oh yeah, I'm gonna go mate real quick. I'm gonna do a quick mate. I'm gonna order myself a quick mate. Sounds like it sounds like you're like sounds like you're breeding. <laughs> I was gonna
2: say it's
1: some sort of animal planet
2: after dark
1: action. um they tack that. charge every time you mate. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Ithaca had, (laughs) Ithaca's got, I mean, in that area, Ithaca is pretty much like, Ithaca would count as like a city over there.
1: Yeah, it's big enough, certainly. Yeah, Yeah. so
0: they've got like plenty of like restaurants that you can order from. So it's pretty, it was pretty nice. I definitely do miss how cheap my rent was in Ithaca for sure. Mm.
2: Compared to LA. But I don't miss the
0: winter. Oh my God. I, I, I was, it was weird at first when I didn't experience like what re- like fall or winter. And it, it was strange coming back to Massachusetts yeah. for, for um, the holidays and it's, and seeing, you know, snow and being like, Oh, it's winter. I forgot about that, but it is really, really nice because I get to go. On, I've been doing this new thing where I get to go on walks all the time. I've become a, i I've become a daily walker. And I know that sounds super lame, And I know it sounds like, oh, that is the most normal thing ever, but it is somewhat revolutionary for me because I sit on a computer all day and I was like, what if I just, I don't want to run. What if I just walk? And I looked it up and it turns out you can actually burn some serious calories if you walk for long enough. (laughs) You looked up walking. (laughs) I looked up walking as a potential, you know, (laughs) does it actually do something for you? Uh I know that because I know that they say to walk 10,000 steps a day and all that, but nobody believes that. It's all. It's all horseradish. I like to say it's That's a marketing Um, ploy. Yeah. It's a mocking, it's a marketing ploy for big walk. Um, no, it is. It actually (laughs) is.
2: I know the origin of that.
1: Really? Is that, didn't you, didn't you have an awkward conversation about this 10,000 step? Yeah.
2: I had such an awkward. So, uh, uh, I don't know how specific I want to get. I don't have to get too specific. I was in a, no, no, no. a you scenario. Keep it generic. Yeah, I was in a scenario in which I had to make small talk. Let's just make it that generic. I was in a situation where I had to make small talk. And uh, this person was talking about um, getting her steps in. And as someone who just reads things all day because it interests me, I, 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 had, I had read the origins of the 10,000 steps a day idea or concept. And it turns out that it was a mistranslation from a Japanese step counter. It just said like 10K or 10,000 or something on the the bracelet. And people just took that idea and then ran with it. And they're just like, oh, 10K, 10,000 on this step counter. That must mean that you have to get 10,000 steps a day uh, on the pedometer. And it was not based on like some sort of medical study or fitness study of like optimal steps for the human. Um, It was literally just like a marketing thing. But now everybody knows it. So it was an amazing marketing thing. And people think that it's this magic number that you have to step 10,000 times a day in order to be healthy.
0: According to this this article that Tom had linked, apparently 15,000 is the magic number. Oh, what? Who walks that much?
1: It, Fifteen hours? Really?
0: Like, I I agree with you on that because I will walk for like a straight up forty minutes, and I will get you know maybe six thousand steps out of it. So you really need to set yeah, aside. You need to set aside almost <laughs> three like hours, like walk. maybe two hours a day, two two and a half hours to walk just to walk. Which is why I've been trying. I've been trying to wake up earlier so I can actually do longer and longer walks. Um.
1: This was my question is, do you walk at a certain time? Do you walk early in the day?
0: Do you walk late at night? Here's my qualm. I am a sleeper. I like to sleep. I like to drift off into the dream world and dance with the stars. But unfortunately, I also really enjoy either the concept or the vibe of the mornings. I very much so enjoy making myself a cup of tea and the light is different and the and mornings smell different. This is true. Try it out. They folks do. at home, if you wake up early in the morning, maybe seven or eight AM, go outside and smell the air. It smells different and it smells a little better. Refreshing. Um so I want to walk in the mornings is what I'm saying. Um yeah.
2: Let I, I forgot you, to tell you the end of my story. <laughs> so
0: Oh yeah, say the end of the story. I was oh, right. I
2: was explained to this person that the ten thousand steps was Uh, there was, you know, it was a facade, essentially. It was not based on science. They got really mad at me and it was super awkward. It turned into like a curb your enthusiasm sort of like Seinfeld situation (laughs) where all of a sudden I was like apologizing for telling her this information or like trying to explain like, so what are you saying? Like, it's bad to walk 10,000 steps? Like, no, 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 no. Not that it's bad, just that it's like, that's not, A number that's based upon anything, anything. And it, 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 it went really poorly, really quickly. You know what you should have done? um, It was very awkward.
0: You know what you should have done? What? You should have socked them in the face (laughs) and said, put that on your pedometer and then, and then walked away and they would have been fuming because you would have been walking and they think that they own walking, but they don't. No,
1: it was, you, do you call anything? Do you call this because uh, Kevin and I had a friend, uh, a long, long time ago. Um, uh, Kevin worked with him. His name was Lee. Lee. And Lee was one of those guys who, uh, I think it's fair to describe him as uh, having been maybe 53 years old from the moment he was like eight. (laughs)
0: Uh, (laughs) Like when we had bones.
1: Ma- no, no, no. No, physically completely healthy and fine, but just mannerisms were were on the older side. And he would wake up very early every day mm-hmm. uh, so that he could have a cup of coffee and take his morning constitutional. What? <laughs> and
0: is that a is that him taking yeah. a shit?
1: Well, I've heard it used a couple ways. I've 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 heard people use it for that. Uh but it's it's meant to be uh meant to be a walk, uh with with you know your constitution being uh, your body health and all of that. Oh, okay. And so the constitutional is something to keep you, to keep that body in good working order. I like that. Uh, but I whenever, like that. I'll probably yeah,
0: start you, using that actually. The morning constitutional. Yeah. I love that. That's hilarious. It's, it's just so like over, like the sentence itself is just so overcomplicated. It does not need to be that. Like <laughs> that's just over the top. It's just like, it's like, it's not like you're writing an essay or something you're going on a walk Very aristocratic yeah aristocratic i like that
2: i thought it was going to the
0: bathroom i didn't know it was taking a walk i thought it was eating shit on a shingle
2: (laughs) every morning at like 6 a.m gotta have my morning constitution also known as
0: getting in my shit on a shingle (laughs) oh man um
1: uh,
2: let's go back to nut butter
0: yeah
1: Mm, Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I, so I watched your nut butter video today and, uh, part of what I really liked about it was just how exhausted the both of you were by the process. Oh my (laughs) God, we were so exhausted. Kind of the most entertaining (laughs) bit of it.
0: A lot of the times when I go into a video, I, um, I don't really know how long it's going to take, especially when it's one of those projects where I'm trying to make the ultimate or do this or do that or whatever. Um, And I bought a food processor because I looked up online and it said you can make pretty much any butter out of any nut as long as you just throw it in a food processor and you let it go for long enough. And I was like, okay, you know, five minutes per nut thing. That shouldn't be too long. It ended up taking, I think, the whole recording, like from the time I started to the time I was finished recording that day, it must have been like six hours of doing that. (laughs) And it wasn't necessarily like... I've, I've been on film sets before I've been on 12 hour film sets before, which isn't but it was it was it was just the fact that we had started at like say, like eight or seven or eight pm. so it was pretty early in the morning by the time that we had ended. It was like two or 3 am I'm pretty sure um, and it was and the thing is the nut butter that we made at the end wasn't really that incredible. It was just a you know it's just a general sort of nutty malaise going on (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) nutty malaise but that was the last
0: video that i shot in ithaca i think actually that was the last one mentioned
2: that a couple times in the video that that you would be moving in four days i think it was
0: yeah yeah That was right before i was out of there so it was yeah Yeah. it was, was the guy i did it with was my roommate harrison i had done another video with him before and then uh we decided yeah we were gonna i was gonna make one more video with him and then yeah, I actually well, he he's right. a
2: trooper for sitting there for six hours while you grinded nuts.
0: Yeah, no, he definitely he definitely is. He was being a real homie uh, by helping me out with the video. I think it's because he I think he's it's it's because he uh, he thinks I'm hip. He thinks I'm hip enough to do that.
1: <laughs> but the nut butter looked good. I mean, it. Oh yeah, I no, it was it pretty
0: good. Pretty it, solid. It was vastly dangerous for anyone that has an allergy to any type of nut because it. It was one of those things where, you know, when you look at a packaging and saying this was processed in a factory that utilize that also processes nuts. Like if I were to put a, a label on it, it would be this was processed in an area that every single nut in existence was involved. Stay away from this. If you have a nut allergy, God help your soul. Um, <laughs> like that's just, you know, for anyone who has an allergy, that's just like straight up poison, right?
1: <laughs> would you do it again though?
0: would i go through the process of making that video again would or you make any of the you, nut on butters on i would yeah. probably make the would peanut make butter the butter. peanut butter worked really well i think there's a reason why peanut butter is so popular is because it's also just really easy to make like well, i think that the thing is about peanut butter is it's got some oils in it that make it so naturally it's it grinds together so well and it, it and it, it definitely became the creamiest out of any of them some of the nuts that we had we had we had, we had to add some like some peanut oil too, or some sort of like vegetable oil or whatever. Um, but the peanut butter or the peanuts at the beginning, it was, it turned up the butter the fastest and it was the easiest. It was straight up the easiest. So I would probably make peanut butter again.
2: Was it better than jarred peanut butter? Um, is it worth the trouble to make your own peanut butter? That's I think what I that there is,
0: I think that there is an appeal to the jarred peanut butter, like the, like the Jif, you know, cause it, that you don't get normal normal peanut butter does not look like what Jeff looks like Jeff has just this ability to you could you could make a you could make a statue of Jeff and it would probably stay upright there's something weird going on with Jeff <laughs> Jeff art where it doesn't but the you know the normal peanut butter it's more liquidy um and I feel like it makes you it, make, it feels a little more crunchy granola when you have it so if you want to feel closer to God I suppose then have some homemade peanut butter. if you're trying to get closer to god have some homemade peanut butter that's my final answer lock it in baby that's good advice thank you yeah so
1: i got i got youtube youtube tv the other day for the the trial so i could watch football and uh yeah yeah yeah. and there were so i saw commercials for the first time since last year when i did a trial to watch football Uh uh-huh and one of the commercials was was for JIF in this squeezable thing instead of a jar. Have you guys seen this?
0: Jif, like the peanut butter it's in like, a squeezable thing?
1: Yes. It's uh it's sort of like uh like a, a pouch, like a capri sun that squirts peanut butter. <laughs> it, it, like I, I couldn't believe this. I looked at it. I'm like, this is what happens on TV after a, a year of not watching there. We've got it in the chat.
0: Squeeze creamy peanut oh, butter from Jeff. That seems yeah, pretty like easy. A, that seems yogurt. like a good road trip item, mm. you know, because you don't want to be pulling out a knife. If you're making a peanut butter jelly sandwich or just a peanut butter sandwich in the car, you're not going to want to take out a knife and have to stick that in the jar move it all around and then have it maybe fall off and hit you in the face. And then you got peanut butter on your face and then you crash the car and die.
2: Wow. You know? True. That would definitely happen. Which is, Just I think like that, that that's
0: the market that this is targeting is lack of peanut butter based car crash deaths. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like it. I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it i uh, I'm going to give it an eight out of 10.
2: <laughs> eight what? <laughs> what? Stegosauruses. Hmm? Oh. Eight
0: what? You know, eight out of 10 shit on a shingles. <laughs>
2: <laughs> to I me like, it's like gogurt it's like peanut butter gogurt
0: m- you know maybe it would make it would make the cosmic brownies better if they put peanut butter on it out of the squeeze jiff jar
1: we have we have peanut butter on the brownies in the chat already he's that fast well no he, that, that's that.
0: what made me think of it is is the fact that he was putting peanut oh. butter on the he's sort of controlling the conversation now ra- rather idea. than reacting to it he's pulling the puppet strings yeah that's right
1: <laughs> it, it does solve a problem that that bothers me with food and in particular peanut butter uh which is it's very hard to get all of it out of a jar do you do you have a, a trick to get all the peanut butter out of the jar because i don't like buying a thing knowing that i'm going to throw six percent of it away <laughs> I, that i won't be 6%? able to <laughs> really you
2: think six percent they've already over? gotten rid of That's
0: 6%. A lot. Have, don't you understand they've already gotten rid of six percent whenever you see a jar that have you ever noticed how a lot of these jars have the indentation on the bottom? Yeah. That's to yeah. save, that's to save space on plastic and use less product. And it adds up over time. They do this. They, and the uh, same thing with the now 10% larger, whereas in reality, they've just, I, I forget what this is. It's a thing. It is. This is the thing what I'm talking about. It's a thing that companies do where they slowly reduce the size of Certain products over time, and you get less and less of it.
2: Oh, chocolate does this. Come on, yeah. Tom, like give Hershey, us a link, like man. Like Hershey bars. Hershey bars have gotten like one percent smaller. I saw a thing about yeah, this. you're totally like right.
0: Tom. Know. You're breaking my balls here, man. I need a link. Shrinkflation. Inflation. Shrinkflation. That's nuts.
1: You know, it's, it's got to happen with cereal as well, because that's something else I haven't had in years. I haven't had cereal in many, many years. And, uh, Walgreens had this amazing sale. It was like $2 a box. I'm like, Oh, this is cool. I'll get fruity pebbles and a bunch of things that we talked about on the cereal tier list, I'm like two bucks a box. This is good. I'll get five or six. I got them and they're like 10 ounce boxes. It, that, that's it. It wasn't always like that. You used to get a box and it was huge and it lasted a long time. Yeah. Well, 10 ounces of cereal is like Two meals. Yeah.
2: How many bowls is that? How, how many bowls is a meal? Is one bowl a meal? I don't know. I'd say. I don't according know, Kevin, to how big
0: is your bowl? Yeah. How <laughs> big is your bowl, Kevin? Come on, man.
2: That's just a really personal question. Tell us the size of your
0: bowls, man. What do you how got do you going on what, in your cabinets? How,
2: how do you know how big your bowl is? Because I have a a few different. I have like three completely
0: different bowl give sizes. Give us the huh? info: diameter, rate, radius. I don't know. How to describe huh? this? Come on. (laughs) Something like that. somebody confirm this? 3751058209749441, baby? Come on. I don't know. It's impossible to say. What, that was that was as much size pie as I do know. Those were accurate numbers. Tom can look it up.
1: How many digits do you think that was?
0: Um, I don't know. Should we should we try to should we try to count them? <laughs>
1: We can we can count and edit it. But but that was a lot. I'll do it again.
0: I'll do it again. Three point one four one five nine two six five three five eight nine seven nine three two three eight four six two six four three three eight three two seven nine five zero two eight eight four one nine seven one six nine three nine nine three seven five one zero five eight two zero nine seven four nine four four one is all I know.
2: Is all you
0: know
1: (laughs) (laughs) is all I I don't know what there was (laughs) this
0: okay the the okay so the Why the so (laughs) The source of that is a Gmod video, Gmod video pie. It's about pie. And it's like an, a lady, a robot lady saying it's a song that says pie. And I saw it on YouTube a while back and I learned to repeat that, that I learned to repeat that, um, that amount of numbers. Cause that's pretty much as far as the video goes, I think. And then I just, it's one of those things where, uh, it just, I just know it. It doesn't go away. I just, I still have it, and I'll just pull it out whenever I want.
2: Are you a numbers guy in general? Do you memorize <laughs> no, license no. plates? No,
0: no, I'm not a numbers guy in general. I don't really have the greatest memory necessarily either. I, I, um, I. Well, I actually have. Do, all, I do have a pretty good memory, but I don't have. <laughs> yeah, it's all full yeah. No, it's, you memorize it's that totally one, full pie, I think. filled up with pie, and I can't get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> um but what was I going to say? I'm not good at math though. So I'm not really a numbers guy. I didn't even take math in my final, in my senior year of high school. I avoided it like the plague. Um, Mm -hmm. and I didn't really take math in college either. I went to school for film. So clearly I don't care about math.
2: Yeah. You have F stop
0: numbers. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But that there's only certain situations in which you really need a, like unless um, a lot of cameras have this sort of the digital interface that does it automatically for you, unless you're, if you're actually using a light meter and stuff, then maybe you have to like do some for for action stuff. But other than that, it's not nothing crazy. Um,
2: should, uh, should YouTubers go to film school?
0: Um, I, you know, the thing is it's like, I don't really see much of the stuff that I did in film school affect my YouTube stuff necessarily. Like, I learned more about how to utilize maybe cameras, but that was mainly from my own interest. Like, when I was in film school, I took upon myself to be a part of the camera checkout zone. Um, We called it PPEX at Ithaca. And that's where we would, you know, students will come in, and everyone has assigned their own equipment for classes, and they'll come in and they'll check it out and stuff. And um, so I got to work with cameras a lot doing that. And then when I was in LA for a internship, I worked at a, I worked, I did like a camera technician internship um, at a at a camera rental house in LA. So I worked with like some like red cameras and stuff and air, airy uh, cameras. So, but that was all because of stuff that I did on my own necessarily um so when it comes to like YouTubers i wouldn't i don't think it's really necessary at all because you've got people you can really do you can teach so much of your stuff on your your own really i think that mm-hmm. the only situation in which you would need to go to film school i guess is if you didn't want to teach yourself and then at that point why you've been doing it you know mm-hmm. um, cuz the reason why i want to go to film school is because i want to learn how to make films so you know in terms of the long run, I would want to be doing films. You know, even after I'm done doing all this YouTube stuff, I want to make films. Um, so that's that's why I stayed in college too. That's why I finished, even when YouTube was going well, was because I wanted to continue to get that experience and have that in my belt net and that network as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: What kind? What kind of films do you want to make?
0: Oh, uh, fuck. I don't know. I well. oh I'm still kind of figuring that out, you know? Because I haven't made a film. I was originally going to make a film. I had already done the the casting and stuff for it in New York City uh, okay. in April. And we all know what happened. Oh. Is that coronavirus. Well, you got dinged on that. Yeah. Stop! It stopped me from making my thesis film. And I didn't get to make my thesis. I graduated college, but I didn't get to make a thesis, which is a bummer. But I still have the script for it. And I was thinking about just pulling it together and doing it just because because it's the you know working back to the one of the things that um oh wow i just had a i just had a revelation just now on the create a podcast the same reason why i don't oh. <laughs> i don't write scripts or make films is the same reason probably i don't make youtube videos is because i want it to be as good as possible the moment it releases when in reality probably a more healthier thing to do and this is for all you ladies and germs out there who are looking to get inspired um is you just got to do it. You can't wait to make the perfect thing because I spent a lot of time on the script that I was making for school. It's, it's called Buyer's Remorse. It's about a guy that is miserable at his job and he orders a hitman on himself as a way of, um, you know, removing himself from the world. But then he meets someone that he has an interest in, love wise. And then he has to, but he can't cancel this hitman on himself. So he has to figure out a way to get out of that situation. Um, You know, I spent a lot of time making sure that script was like good, you know, and a lot of the time, if you just do it and then move on to the next project, and this could probably apply to a lot of stuff, you'll just get better through that process by boom.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I would also say that I think a lot of people get mired in the details of like step seven, eight and nine. For sure. Of of a process rather than actually doing steps one, two, and three.
0: Also, when it comes to getting advice from people, you should only choose like three people to get advice for on certain stuff, like a script, for instance. One thing that I learned from being in a script writing uh, writing for the short film was the sort of lead up class that I took before um, thesis was that if you've got too many people in a room all giving you advice on the same piece of work, you're going to get like literally opposite pieces of advice at certain points and that's just going to drive you insane (laughs) uh so you kind of have to choose like a couple people that you really trust their opinions on and then take their advice and and you know and then move forward from there and not like take advice from everyone possible because everyone's going to have different opinions and like you need to just choose people that you know who you trust and utilize that and then but kind of stick to your your own gut too
1: Uh, That is absolutely true. Matt, wasn't there a specific Uh, thing that you
2: found that said exactly that, that you sent me like several months back that talked about like not sharing, like not even getting advice from, from on your writing from people unless they're also writers. There's gotta be a highly specific Do you remember how that went?
1: Um, it, I, I think that was more about like expertise. So let's say you're writing this, this book about, you know, I don't know, psychology or something. Um, You don't like show it to your wife and show it to whoever and ask all these people for advice if they're not in the field of psychology or know it deeply, like their feedback is just not going to be appropriate. Um, And I think that's absolutely true. I mean, as as Ted was talking about this process, I think about last week, literally just last week, I went through this process. You know, I I wrote this thing up uh, that was kind of math-based in in general entertainment. You know, it's like 2,500 words, so it's substantial enough to be something, but it's, uh, you know, it's not a lot. It's just the beginning. And I showed that to three people for highly specific reasons. Mm -hmm. Uh, One was Kevin because, you know, this is what we do. Uh, Another was my brother, who is uh, a former math teacher, so he had a certain perspective um, and, uh, the other was, was James from the baby gang precisely because he was, uh, he's, he's Australian rather than American and is not natively familiar with some of the references in it. So I wanted to see. That's
0: cool. That's uh, a good idea.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like they had three distinct roles in this evaluation process and all three provided feedback that was unique and useful. I think precisely because they had a little role to play uh, in getting that done. I could give it like I was thinking of, of uh, if there could be a fourth. Absolutely, could be a fourth uh, who is a writing editing expert. You know, they're going to look at it in terms of just general flow and readability, and that could be useful. But beyond that, no, no. Beyond that, you're kind of just engaging in in vanity. And being like, "Hey, look at what I did," (laughs) you know, but you're not gonna, you're not gonna get.
0: No, I agree with that. I agree with that. And I think that that's another issue that um, you can kind of run into is that you can get to a certain point, and I get, I got to this with YouTube where I constantly needed certain people around me to continuously validate what I was doing instead of just doing it, and because for longest time I made videos on YouTube without having any group or any connection to anyone on YouTube, but I was still making videos and I was still getting a generally positive reaction to it. Um, so if I had that, the kind of the logic that I'm thinking about is that if I had that sort of intuition back then, I most likely still have it now. Um, so that's kind of, you know, you get what I'm saying?
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with Matt in in terms of the vanity thing is sometimes you do, Send things to people just for oh that yeah that's ego what I'm stroke that's what I'm saying yeah, It's to, like yeah to be like oh uh, wow this is so great and you're like I know I did that <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's, like, it's, not, it's not helpful yeah right it's nice for people to know what you're doing and we were actually talking about this in the Discord today that uh, having people who you talk to or who are around you who take what you're doing seriously even if they don't know at all what it is. Um, that's a useful thing in terms of just like kind of your inner morale. Uh, and I can see talking about a project with somebody, you know, like I, I've done that with some of the things that I'm writing. Like I'll talk to people about, yeah, this thing is, is going on, whatever. And, and that's good. Yeah. You know, and I think those are the two stages of it is like talking about a thing to a normal degree versus just jamming the thing in their face and laying it bare. Mm-hmm. You know, Ted, and I I have to imagine that works on YouTube in a similar way. I don't know.
2: I was just going to say, um, another thing that you can do, excuse me, is, uh, kind of force yourself to make a thing because you tell people you're going to like, Nike, um, I have a book Mm. that I've been working on well, I shouldn't say that I've been working on it for a couple of years because I haven't. I've worked on it sporadically over the course of a couple of years, but I recently started a Twitter account for it um, in in part just to, I don't know, like publicly put myself on the spot that this yeah, is a thing that, will, that people that. Will, will look forward to. So I kind of have to continue to make progress on yeah, it. Does that make sense? I do.
0: I've definitely tried that too. Um, I tweeted, I tweeted, um, I tweeted to, I tweeted, when did I tweet this? I tweeted on December 23rd. I'm going to make me posting more videos often in 2021. I have not posted a video yet in 2021. Um, so I, I do agree that sometimes it works, but I think if you do it, um, for, for me, at least this is my experience. Um, I think if I do it too much, then it starts to lose its value in the actual words. It starts to become sort of a boy, boy, cries wolf kind of thing at least for me
2: yeah but i can see you getting a piece of content out of this podcast which is doing a cooking video about military food
0: (laughs) (laughs) actually yeah (laughs) making terrible military
1: meals oh oh lord so you can start with hardtack uh hardtack uh, has a bunch of names uh sheet iron is one uh tooth dollars is another I actually had to stop eating hardtack because um, because uh, my teeth would break. Why were you eating hardtack to begin um, with? I used to eat it a lot back. Well, like when when you were a bartender, Kevin. Like back in that those days, yeah. I used to eat a lot of hardtack. Why though? Yeah,
0: hardtack. Its uh, its name yeah, it, sounds uh, bad. So why were you eating? So
1: it? it's 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 really a dense hard cracker okay and that's why it was so good in the 1800s for example because you could make it you know you just fire it in an oven and boom you can make it at scale you can transport it easily because it's flattened and dense um you can that that goes for the soldiers as well you can have a bunch of hardtack in your pack and it's it's not going to take up a lot of space does it not
0: go bad very uh, easily either
1: it doesn't go bad no and like ever uh, like and
2: like never ever, goes bad truly ever
1: yeah <laughs> It it can it can attract uh, bugs and, and worms, but if the hardtack goes in hot coffee, then those bugs and worms will rise to the top and can just be skimmed out. Um, but yeah, hard, hardtack was uh, a Wait, couple of years what? ago. Wait, you got hold on. <laughs> it,
0: I don't think we're, we to spent enough time on that. You gotta dip it in. <laughs> you gotta dip it in hot coffee to get all the bugs out before you eat it.
1: If uh, you were short on rations. You know, you're uh, you're just uh, trying to get through the winter of 1865. You know, like like you're the guy in uh, uh, the band song, uh, the night they drove old Dixie okay. down. But if when, that's were, you, when was the last you probably time you were short like on worse. rations,
0: though, at sea <laughs> in the winter of 1865? <laughs> well, it's cheap. Okay, it's cheap. And, uh,
1: I don't like to eat a lot in the morning, so you can have coffee and you can have a piece of hardtack, and like it's good. It's, it's enough to get you going. Right. Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah making making good hardtack would be a good place to start on that video. And like Kevin said, it does kind of last forever. I'm fairly certain that uh, some was found from the Civil War era from the Union in uh, a military storehouse and it was still and good and they ate it so we're talking i don't know they must have decided it was good somehow i actually think that the rations might have been from the mexican uh american war so that would have been the 1840s oh my God. um <laughs> yeah if if, if tom those can some, verify those this some,
0: what is that those are some alamo crackers yeah it's, yes, it's yeah. older
2: than that i'm pretty sure that they that was one of the main things they ate during the age of sail like like the explorers yes. you would, would pack the ships yep. on like the nita the pinta the santa maria and the hard tack right. basically okay
0: so like, you've got you got you got shit and shingles you got hard tack i mean what other what other types of military food are there then? it sounds like there's two. Oh. I
1: don't know, but this reminds me of many kudos talking about the channel on YouTube where the guy eats the old MREs that are like a hundred years yeah, old. Yeah, no,
0: that's gross. I've seen that before. Yeah, it makes me so, deeply yeah, MREs, uncomfortable. You know, that's <laughs>
1: that's that's kind of modern classic military food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you always do like a little little
2: history lesson at the beginning of some of your videos, I do, Ted. I mean, you do that. You know?
0: I do. Yeah. I do that, and it's almost always wrong it's almost always just bullshit. Like the whole time when I talk, I'm like, and I usually think of it on the spot a lot of the time, like with uh, my gingerbread making, I made a gingerbread house in one video. And I talked about how like every 17 years, like cicadas, I never mentioned cicadas, but I realized that it's very similar to cicadas. Like these like gingerbread men rise from somewhere and they need a home to stay in, which is why we make, (laughs) which is why we make gingerbread houses. So they have somewhere to stay. Um, yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's kind of the reason why I made the uh, incorrect history of milk video was because I'm pretty good at making shit up. So I might as well just do it for a whole video. And I actually want, I was planning on making another video similar to that this year. I got the hiccups for some reason. I don't know why, excuse me. Um, but yeah, no, those are fun to make. (laughs) Speaking of
1: accuracies, I I do want to be clear about this as I, as I looked it up, um, uh, hardtack from the Mexican American war was given out in the civil war. So that was about a 15 plus year storage period, but then hardtack that wasn't used in the civil war was reissued during the Spanish American
0: war. So that was about a 35 year gap. So it lasts. Mm. Wow. What the hell? It's good stuff. And it definitely would not have been a huge, it wouldn't have been like a massive profit loss if they had just, if they had just made new hardtack, right? I bet it probably cost
1: them a lot more to store than it would have been to make it when they needed it. Why why did they do that? Storage space isn't cheap.
0: Jeez. Hmm. And they could have had fresh hardtack. Everyone loves fresh hardtack. I mean, come on. (laughs) (laughs)
1: as ben says in the episode chat glad we're finally getting into tachonomics this is a good discipline and i'm glad that we've we've broken open a brand new academic discipline on this episode yeah hell yeah there was
2: there was some i did a a video on vsauce too a thousand years ago about food that doesn't go bad um i think it was called apocalypse foods it was something like that it was like Mm. 12 apocalypse foods and there was something from like the like the Inuit Alaskan uh population where they would they made something that was similar to hardtack. And it was like different fruits and grains they turned, like, put into a ball and and it also just would not go bad. Like a, like, was, a, was, like was, a
0: fruit jerky or something.
2: Yeah, something like That's that. Tricky. And I was really hoping to uh, uh, find it maybe Tom in the chat. can't figure it out already
1: in there apocalypse would fruit by the apocalyptic foot
2: oh the the video is in there but not the the name of the uh oh pemmican Pemmican. yes Uh, thank you that's what it's called pemmican p-e-m-m-i-c-a-n pemmican that's what i was talking about pemmican oh it's still it's meat and berries
1: ew what the fuck yeah meat and berries like yeah for anybody listening it's basically like throwing some berries in beef jerky. That's essentially what it is. Yeah. Oh,
2: add it to the list. Ted Pemmican. Does that
1: count as a military food though? Um, Uh, it's probably mm. not
2: military food, but it is a food that, uh, will really will not go bad. As far as I understand.
1: No, it's going to last as long as it's, it's not subject to, uh, humidity. It's, it's going to last indefinitely.
0: Yeah. So you just gotta, you just gotta keep it in a dehumidifier. Or, or it's no, just uh, be no, not a demonifier cool, like a dry place. like one of those cigar cases. You know what I'm talking
1: about? <laughs> if you don't have, if you don't have a walk-in pemmican humidor, yeah, in your house, yeah, a pemmican humidor, then are you even living? <laughs> nah, that's an honest question.
0: It's a good point. Um,
2: <laughs> I don't know, Ted. Uh, I don't. It's not a military food, but I mean, I, I don't think anybody would um, shut the door on wanting to watch you eat berry filled beef jerky yeah a ball of a ball of it that sounds delightful yeah
0: I'm realizing just now that there is someone like my, my, must be my neighbors. They are blasting bass-filled music, and I just want you to know that when you're editing this podcast, you're probably gonna maybe have to turn down the parts where you could hear bass-filled music or something. I can hear it through my uh, my Do you walls. Know what Song?
1: It is what kind of music? is I don't that? know. I'm just hearing. I'm just what, hearing what like. Music? Mm, 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 mm,
0: mm. That's really all I'm hearing. That's all I'm getting. Kind
1: of sounds like the backline, the baseline to to Warren's Cherry Pie. Do you like that song?
0: I don't know <laughs> that song off the top of my head. Yeah, oh, is, ben, is ben W the oh, editor. Yes. Yeah, yes. Oh, yeah. He seems upset about my uh <laughs> me breaking the news to him about the background <laughs> music. Oh, no. I'm sorry. He goes his weekend plans. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so yeah. sorry. Well, it's yeah.
1: not a bad premise for a video, all these things. And, and you do seem to take, uh, subjects that are incredibly mundane and make them 20, like 15 or 20 minutes of fun. Is that, uh, do, do you, do you do that on purpose? Like, do you, do you um, try to choose a topic that's like pedestrian?
0: Uh, not necessarily. I just try to choose a topic that I think would work really. Um, I don't know. I mean, I suppose, although I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that stuff like inventing heli tricks is necessarily to- too mundane. Um, but what, what what are you thinking of specifically? Well, like,
1: okay. So you say that, that you want to identify something that works. How did you decide this video about making nut butter is going to work? Like what elements? Because I made
0: another video called uh, making the ultimate nut butter and that worked and I'm not sure if necessarily it worked because I, my brand is milk because I actually don't know how successful my brand of milk actually even works because some of my milkman videos are actually the more of the lesser viewed videos on my channel. Like my more, more recent milkman video has like, you know, maybe a little over half a million views, but compared to the videos around it, it's not actually that much. Um, but you know, I think, I think it, as as an idea of like making the ultimate something, I feel like that is interesting. People like, that and I was like, I could make something out of this. Is really all it was. I was like, I, I could make an ultimate nut butter. I could all the, I, and I also was curious about what it would be like to make all of these nut butters.
1: Do you have to have that that question in the back of your mind? That's like an, an actual curiosity on some level of how whatever the thing yeah, is. Yeah, a little bit. Out?
0: One of the things I've done with most of my cooking videos really is like I used to do cooking videos where I would do it was just cooking, whereas now. I've been more interested in adding a modifier to the cooking video to make it more, interest, more interesting. Um, so, for instance, like baking a cake with only gardening tools is like, oh, I'm baking a cake. I could just make a video where I'm baking a cake. But instead, this time, I'm only using gardening tools in order to make it. So I, like, cooked it inside of a pot um, and I went to Lowe's and I bought a bunch of trowels and stuff to, to mix with it. Um, and then I left those trowels at the place that I stayed in Ithaca in the backyard because I didn't need trowels. Um, but maybe someone who ended up living there might, um,
2: they're like, wow, free trowels, Yeah, free
0: brand new (laughs) trowels. What's this baking powder doing on here? A gardener must've rented this place before me. Yeah. Um, but other stuff, I mean, you know, I do, I make so. A lot of times I'll have like a story to tell, like for instance, with the, my most popular video, which is actually, it's almost at 3 million views now, but it's the accidental 400 milligram edible, which I'm so surprised Mm, that that video did well because I, and I'm very proud of the titling of it because I managed to get around mentioning weed at all in the title, um, which I think is why YouTube hasn't dinked me for it. Um, but I like telling the story videos when I have little pieces of evidence of video. To go with it so i did another video um must have been must have been oh man it must have been oh wow almost two years ago on february 2nd 2019 i made a i went to this creepy religious thrift shop in south dakota with my friend tucker and i actually went back there with my dad in sept in in august and i was gonna do a, a story video where i talk about that experience because i have footage of the me talking to this it's basically this um, there's this town, Mitchell, South Dakota, and they have, you know, this thing called the Corn Palace, which is like this event center, but it's covered in corn husk. And it's like a tourist attraction for those traveling on I-90 East. Um, and, but they also have this little thrift shop that's got a bunch of knickknacks and stuff. And it's this Bible tabernacle kind of thing. There's this guy who runs it and he's got a Bible walkthrough area in the back of it. Um, and it's really, really creepy because it's like a bunch of repurposed mannequins dressed up to look like characters in the story of the Bible. There's like a sarcophagus in there. There's like a giant, like there's a, there's a bunch of literal artifacts from Jerusalem there in little glass cabinets and stuff. Um, but the guy himself is, he's sort of a character. Um, he is a believer in. The Bible, I think, but he, I think he, from our conversations with him, I believe he only believes in the Old Testament. So like the, but the weird stuff of when I was talking to this guy was when he, he is very, very friendly and he would say stuff like, he was like, where are you going? I was like, oh, I'm moving to California. And he was like, oh. You know, I live out in Palm Springs. Do you have any family or friends out there? And I was like, I lied to him. And I said, yeah, no, I, I know plenty of people out there. And he was like, oh, well, if you ever needs anyone in an emergency, let me give you my phone number. <laughs> I was like, that's okay. <laughs> I really don't need that. Um, he said some other various. In an emergency too. He, he uh, said some other various interesting stuff, like uh, how he wishes that I was his son because I was tall and white. Um what? Yeah. What? A lot of a lot of okay. interesting things come from that. He was talking about how he was disappointed in his daughter because she went to college for theater and my dad was there having this conversation with the guy. My dad was like, "Well, I mean, that's I mean, you got to support your kid though, right?" And he was like, "No, no, no." And um what did he want her to be? Like a like a, a, like a, a doctor, yeah, like a doctor, like like that kind of shit, you know? Um well, that's
2: very common. <laughs> yeah, a lot of parents that are like that. That's not too weird.
0: Yeah. Um. So it was it was very interesting. There was like this new area that had built since the last time I'd been there was 2016. So there was this new area that they had built, and there was this picture of Tom Cruise on the wall, and it said like the 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 Gringo was a caption on it. I don't really know entirely what that was about. Very very interesting place. It's like. It is literally nothing I've ever seen before is going, going into that place. It is so strange because half of it is a Bible walkthrough play area, like weird amusement park kind of thing. I don't even know. And then the other half is just a bunch of, you know, South Dakota based t-shirts being sold. There's a bunch of wooden bowls that are being sold there, like various carved wooden bowls. And good, good. I got like a, co- did you buy one? Uh, when 2016, I got a, I bought a Costa Rica pin from there because they had a Costa Rica pin. I don't know how what? or why. Um, when I went there recently, I bought a bowl. Yeah, I bought one of the wooden bowls to have. Yeah. Huh.
2: <laughs> yeah. <it> was, <laughs> All right. Wait, so is this a
0: video? Yeah, I made an original video on it, um, but the most recent time... I was taking videos when I was going around the place, and I have... I didn't realize I was still recording and I actually have footage of this converse, like of this conversation with the guy, like of, of like audio of him talking to us. So I don't know if I, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's tough. Cause I don't know if I am going to use that necessarily. Cause he doesn't, I don't have his necessarily his consent to use I'm his sure. audio. Yeah. But I'll look into the legality of it because <laughs> it is, it would be really funny if I included him saying that he was just, I was his son. Um, <laughs> but yeah i do have like footage of like the you know place and stuff. you laugh
1: at that and i i replied to one of your tweets a couple weeks ago saying that if i had a daughter you would make a suitable husband for her yeah <laughs> and so it, oh, i yeah, think i remember that I, I forget why yeah yeah it was I, I can't think of the original tweet but but yeah as you're talking about this story and you're like wow that's the the cringiest weirdest well, thing ever it's a funny I'm thing to say here, on twitter like oh, it's, no. that's funny to say on twitter but to someone that you meet <laughs> yeah, for the first
0: time yeah. like he he had no idea that he this was the second time i was meeting him <laughs> well, like
1: and also yeah my reasoning wasn't that you were tall and white <laughs> yeah
0: yeah and he like explicitly said that too like he he wasn't he, he was just like straight up he was like hey you are tall and white i wish you were my son gosh
1: <laughs> yeah that one, that one didn't come out of the old testament no just no it. i
0: don't think it did
1: what did you say in response
0: <laughs> to that thanks i was it, i did one of those things where you're like <laughs> <laughs> right okay you what? okay can you do? like how are you supposed to respond to that i don't know i don't know yeah, um, <laughs> there's
2: no good way yeah just laughing it off i guess
0: <laughs> exactly
2: like, please don't, you know, murder me, mm, wear my skin. That's oh, you were, you
0: were, you replied to the, my good vibes tweet. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. And I replied and I said the sexy and sweet half of, of the podcast of the world's dreams. That's right.
1: That's right. You're the first person to get it right.
0: So I appreciate it. <laughs> so was, that, was that your original <laughs> intention from the, from the beginning?
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when we, when we conceived of the show, that was my contribution. I was like, oh, it's going to be like this, Kevin. And you're mm. the. You're the, the crusty podcast ogre that That's no right. one likes. That
2: That is right. Yep.
1: Well known. Uh, no no fathers <laughs> want me
2: as their sons.
1: <laughs>
2: um, I'd love to get into some questions from our um, our patrons. So Patron if you're not familiar questions. with the process here, yeah, we uh, we have patrons in the live chat. We're, we're going to machine gun
1: them. Wow. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's We're part of it so we can get you out of here. Of
1: being a patron of the creative. I would unknown. love to
0: answer some questions.
1: Well, good. Ben W asks, and this is quick, it's gotta be fast. Ted, what's nine plus ten?
0: Oh, uh uh who who even knows? I mean, come on, nine plus ten, that's sort of a relevant question when there's an international pandemic. <laughs> what's the next question? <laughs> That's correct. Uh the next one
1: is from Tom Videoger. He wants to know why are people homeless?
0: Um hmm. Oh wow. That's heavy. Tom
1: is horrified. That, that is. That I've asked this that, question because it wasn't a serious one but That is heavy,
0: anyway. Tom. That is heavy. God damn you, Tom. <laughs> uh the ruling elite crushing down Upon the average man, the 1%, Bernie Sanders is coming for you, one 1%ers. He's coming <laughs> and he's got correct. big, long claws, and he's a socialist.
2: <laughs> is that, is that what he, why he wears the gloves?
0: Yeah, he wears those big, ethically sewn gloves to hide his big, claw-like Edward Scissorhands socialist fingies. Makes do they sense. retract, or are they just out there all the time? What do you mean? How do you say? Do do the claws? Do the claws
1: retract, like inside his hand, like Wolverine, or yeah, something? Or are they, they out there? No, all I, the No, I
0: feel like just imagine his hands, and they become like imagine he's a he's a like a werewolf, but only his hands transform on a bl- on a full moon and a blue moon and <laughs> a blood moon, and those are the only times. Uh,
1: we have another one. That's good. No, no, no. I think we I think we've nailed. Uh, yeah. The essence of Bernie yeah. Sanders. And we've, we've got animations in the chat that prove everything that you've just yes. said. Um, and we just solved homelessness. So that's excellent. Ben also asks the
0: solution to homelessness is Bernie Sanders and is werewolf, blood, moon, new moon, blue moon, and, <laughs> and, and full moon fingers.
1: <laughs> this sounds like something psychic pebbles would draw. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I would like to see that. Uh, Ben asks, uh, after becoming the Ithaca king of Five Guys and now living in L.A., can you settle the age old Five Guys versus In-N-Out debate?
0: Oh, man, that's tough. Well, here's the thing about, you know, In-N-Out and uh, Five Guys. I mean, Five Guys is a completely different ball game compared to In-N-Out with In-N-Out. You're okay. kind of in and out one of the magic of In and Out is its is its menu where you can just order everything that just isn't there on the menu. It's fun because you feel like you're part of a club. You get to you get to order because you're in the know. I personally go for a double double protein style, which is when you put the you get lettuce instead of buns, which is awesome because of this yeah. one reason, folks. And listen closely because I'm not going to repeat myself. It makes you taste the pickles, the cheese. And the meat, better than if you had a bun. Additionally, it doesn't fill up your stomach with a bunch of that bread that you don't even need. But then you've got Five Guys, which is a glorious establishment. You've got the checkered walls. You've got the smashed burger patties. I just burped as I was saying that. Um, (laughs) It is glorious because it is... It's almost the opposite of my situation with In and Out because it is very, very heavy, but it's also really good. And they have these really good—I forget what they're called. They're like they're basically old bay fries um, that are really good. Cajun fries, yeah, yeah. Um, is what they what they call them. They're seasoned, nicely. yeah. They're very well seasoned. Yeah. You get it in a <laughs> what's what's fun about Five Guys is they don't even give a shit about their branding. They just hand it to you in a greasy bag, and you just take that. It's like you came out of the dispensary, except it's a except it's a bag full of meat and cheese. Um, but I actually did a couple of videos very, very early on in my YouTube career with Five Guys um, where my friend Moses, his real name's Michael, but he goes by, we call him Moses. Um, he did this challenge where he, the first challenge he did was at PAX in 2015 where he ate a five patty Five Guys burger. And then we did another one where he did the eight patty challenge. Um, And then I believe he did the 10 patty challenge. And these were all separate videos on my channel. Very, very old, very, very youthful videos of mine. Uh, And I ended the last episode of the Moses food master stuff when we were talking about him doing five. Or three, five patty burgers. And we actually tried to do it a long time ago, but it unfortunately ended with Moses hurling his guts out in a Petco parking lot. (laughs) Um, And we have that footage somewhere of Moses doing the hurling in the Petco parking lot. And I actually think that for this video that I was going to make about why I don't post videos often, I was going to address the 15 patty burger video and i was just gonna throw in a video of moses hurling his guts up in a peco parking lot meat just meat it was meat he was telling about how when he was eating this burger he like could not eat blessed. anymore it was like imagine like your entire stomach all the way up your esophagus is just filled to the brim with burger meat and imagine that all coming out <sighs> burger meat and bile as i like to call it <laughs> oh yeah wow. no it was awesome fantastic
2: imagine telling somebody on like at ellis island like 140 years ago <laughs>
0: that, like, this is our culture
2: <laughs> welcome to america um a couple of generations from now we will be f- so filled with burger meat that we'll have to vomit <laughs> um
1: In a peco everywhere out. god that is the dream that is the american yeah. dream yes thank you for building america god, it excites me it makes me tingle just hearing it. And by the way, on on your burp, that is the second best uh burp on the Create Unknown. True fans will know the number 1 burp. What's the number 1 burp? Um, <laughs> uh Christian Weston Chandler, who who is now Sonichu had an impromptu burp in our interview which was outstanding.
0: I could burp on command. Um, yeah, I was never able to do that.
1: I, I, I think uh, Sonichu, dr- what, what, what was Sonichu drinking? It was uh, like a Mountain Dew, like the Gamer Mountain Dew thing. What do they call <laughs> <laughs> that was That was pretty good.
0: <laughs> There's my oh, on-command burp.
1: That was excellent. That one vies
0: for number one. Oh yeah.
1: That was good. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. It was, it's strong. It's strong. I hope to someday the get equivalent the same of a amount of burp, burp.
0: <laughs> power and length that happened in the critically acclaimed, um, movie starring Will Ferrell elf directed by, uh, John Favreau. Well, that brings up the next question
1: uh, from lizard man. Lizard. What is your favorite movie? And this is really interesting because you've you've thought about it a lot. You're into it. I have it. thought about you've it. Studied a it academically. I've said
0: this before, I think publicly. But at one point, when I was interviewing for uh, Blumhouse, they've made they made I was it was some sort of inter, it was an internship before I ended up getting the internship at that um, at that camera rental house. Uh, I was interviewing for Blumhouse. I think it was like it was some sort. It, I wasn't going to be doing what I wanted to do, so I'm glad I didn't even get it. But um, they make horror movies and they made get out. They made a variety of stuff and (laughs) they asked me what my favorite movie was. And I could not, I can never think of what my favorite movie is, even though I I love film. I'm a cinephile. I still don't really know what my favorite movie is. I I think, and I think in general, it is a little bit of an unfair question, especially if you're really into movies, because how the hell are you going to like anything that you say is going to be judged in some capacity by someone. Um and I and I'd rather you know I'd rather just say man I love all movies but then it also sounds like a cop out so it's like whatever but in that moment well, in so that moment on this Is call there, um... with this person who worked for a horror mili- horror movie production company I said Elf on that <laughs> <laughs> and I did not get the internship and they were they were they were audibly confused when I said it too so it was it was a there was definitely a mistake <laughs> um but. It is a. I think it's a. It's a classic. You know, it's a classic movie. Um, but I definitely shouldn't have said that. <laughs> um, might have been suboptimal. Yeah. yeah.
1: Is there a movie? Just, just one movie. And it doesn't have to be the number oh, I'll one. I'll give you a movie I really like. That. like. I mean, uh, I, wrote, that's what I, said. I wrote a
0: paper about like, this movie. Has one inspired you? Though? I wrote a paper about this one movie while I was in college that I really enjoyed. It's called Wild Tales by. Um, maybe what's uh. Uh, it, it is by, it's by an Argentinian, uh, director. Um, it it is, what's his name? It was by, yeah. uh, Damien Cisphron. Damien Gifron. Yeah. And basically it's a, it is a movie that is a, it's a collection of short stories that are about just people in real shitty situations um, or ridiculous situations, and they're sort of meant to highlight human nature and sort of hmm. our animalistic tendencies. Um, and it's, it's, Sound and it's, 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 sad. It's funny. It's, it's, yeah. It's a great. It is a. I think it's a very, very good um, film. It was also nominated for the Academy Award for Best Foreign Film at the eighty seventh Academy Awards, huh. um, and for the Palm Do- Palm Dor. Palm. I don't know how to say that, but at Cannes, Palm d'Or. Almedor. Who knows?
1: Yeah. it's good. That that was a, that went nicely. Just the trajectory of the, ad, that answer was Thank excellent. You. Thank you. Um, we're going to machine gun these last few Microspine uh, is referencing this, this indulgence overindulgence with meat. Uh, he wants to know, have you had
0: edibles since you were massive? I ovary? have, but it, it was, I've had these, I had these edibles at home because I have so much access to weed now being in California but i've got these edibles that are like 2 milligrams each they're more cbd than they are thc and when okay, i first got yeah. them i made sure since it's only 2 per you can have like 3 of them and you'll be fine but i made sure before i add 3 of these that i like read the i've read it very carefully like i'm very suspicious of edibles these days because of my experience it was not fun <laughs> to say the least there's a lot of people in the comments for that video too, that did not believe that I experienced a 400 milligram edible. I sort of believe a lot of the comments because a lot of people say that these sort of, um, nerds wrote edibles. They spray a THC distillate on them. So it's sort of up in the air about how much actually the milligram count is. Um, but I definitely do remember getting higher than I've ever gotten in my life. And it was to the point of being painful. So, I think that, you know, it doesn't necessarily matter exactly how many milligrams it was. It said that it was 400 on the packaging. So that's what I went with. So, <laughs> <laughs> but
1: you just got, you just got to uh, a level you hadn't changed. Oh, achieved it was <laughs> miserable, man. It
0: was, oh God, it was so bad. It was literally the worst. Literally the worst. Well, let's go wholesome to
1: recover from this. Guy asks, uh, have you had any interesting reactions or did you have from your family when all of your, Online endeavor started to gain steam.
0: I don't know. I mean, my family's kind of chill about it. They're really chill. They're super chill about it. I mean, they're very supportive. Like whenever I release a new video, on my main channel, my parents always tell me that they like, they get it up on the big TV and they watch it. So they think I'm funny. So I think that they enjoy that I'm doing well and stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. You know what? It only... I think it's also been weird because there hasn't really been any sort of gatherings of any sort with family and stuff. So I haven't really experienced it very recently. Okay. And I, you know, I, I think at the beginning of last year, the beginning of 2020, I was at like 200 something K. So I'm much bigger than I was back then, but I haven't, so I haven't really, you know, I haven't really talked to many people about it, but when I was at a wedding, my, my dad, my dad, like to do this thing where whenever him and i were in the same conversation he would go and turn to this person he'd say yeah ask ask him what he does for a living and then i'd be like oh, great and i have to explain the entire intricacies of how i make money why i make money and why people care um which is always fun <laughs> that's one thing that i've noticed with my group of friends that i know who do youtube stuff is family parties are always kind of weird because it's always about it always ends up being explaining. At all and like get, giving you like a rundown of how everything works, which I actually don't really mind doing, but it is funny how it is a consistency with everyone I know. Um, yeah.
1: Well, we'll keep going on wholesome then. Uh, Tom, who lives in the upside down, asks, how was your trip to Australia?
0: How was my trip to Australia? Did you have one of those? No, I didn't. I did not go to Australia. Well, how was it? How was it? I mean, if you didn't go. Yeah, he says, oh, make one up. Oh, man. Oh, you know, <laughs> Australia, full of stuff. Had to fight a kangaroo, stole my hat, my favorite hat, my favorite Boston Red Sox hat. I said, hey, kangaroo, give me my Red Sox hat back. The kangaroo actually spoke English, and he said, Oi, mate, fuck right off. I'm going to get me some ciggies from the Centrelink, and I'm going to fuck your mum." Uh and then he called me, and he called me a cunt. And then I was like, "Dude, oh, what the hell?" So I had to box the kangaroo. And the thing is about kangaroos is that they, you know, they're very good boxers. But the problem is, is that kangaroos have really sharp talons on their feet. So if you let them grab you, they're gonna bring their feet up and they're gonna rip your guts open with their legs. This is a true thing. Um, so I had to avoid the legs. So I, I kind of gave them a couple. A couple of these, you know, a couple of right, uh, right boys, right in the noggin. And then um, and then I pulled out <laughs> a gun and I shot it. So I won against <laughs> I the kangaroo. And I was pretty much ready to leave Australia at that point until I got kidnapped by an international drug ring. But that's another story for another time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, you
1: got your money's worth on that trip to Australia.
0: Yeah, it's like imagine if you ever um, seen that guy boxing the the guy saving his dog from the kangaroo. That's exactly what I did, except it was in a yeah, real boxing ring. That was wild. All yeah. right.
1: <laughs> uh, well, going from um, uh, Australia to Ithaca, we have we have a child, a literal child, a literal in the
0: chat, <laughs> child. Okay,
1: literal child uh, who has. Thrown in an application to attend Ithaca,
0: Ithaca College, College. So, bombers represent.
1: <laughs> what was the single worst thing about your time there?
0: That's the question. Sedexo, Sedexo is a What's is that? a food. They're basically a catering company, and they for the longest time at Ithaca they were catering at the dining halls, um, but then there was this sort of. Insurrection against Sedexo. Sodexo, by the way, is also they they also do catering for like I don't know like private prisons and stuff like that. But the food isn't the food oh, okay. is just institutional. Yeah, itself. the food itself. Not to say that like people who live in prison deserve bad food, but the food from Sedexo is bad. Um So, but there there was this period of time where people were just getting so pissed at Sedexo, they were given like uncooked chicken. Some of the shit they were giving us was really bad. This was past when I, this was when I was, you know, I didn't even really have a full meal plan anymore and I was cooking for myself. But and it was also during a period of time when I wasn't making that much money. So that was a period of time where I very much so was cooking for myself a lot. Um so it's funny that I forgot how to do that and I lost that ability. Um but uh they eventually got kicked off and then now Ithaca runs their own dining situation, which is cool too because they they have a they have a bunch of local businesses, local um, like College Town Bagels. It's like a coffee place, and they've got a, you know they've it's definitely improved. It's definitely in, improved over there. So I don't know, where, but if, if there's any other worst thing about Ithaca, I would have to say it's the weather. There's the thing is about Ithaca is it's not necessarily super snowy. It does get snowy there, but you know I feel like Massachusetts kind of takes it versus Ithaca in terms of the volume of snow. But the thing that makes Ithaca worse than Massachusetts is the wind chill, the wind chill high up on South Hill. Holy fuck, dude. It is gets cold. Imagine like walking in a direction to try to get to your class and you're just getting this miserable wind that is just piercing your face, making you cry tears that those tears and those tears will freeze. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, it's bad. I
1: don't think a lot of people realize that that what the the lake effect uh winds uh combined with that cold really do to people and, and it kind of like starts in Buffalo and goes halfway to Yeah, yeah I was going to say it's go go
2: to Fredonia. News. That is worse. It's literally That's like why I went to school. It's yeah. it's We had a great lake. You had a little finger lake.
0: It's crazy because like <laughs> It wasn't even that I was like, oh man, I'm so cold. At times, like walking the class, I was getting, my face was getting so irritated by this cold. I was like getting like, I was almost getting like upset by it. It was just so annoying. Mm-hmm. It, well, it hurts. It yeah. can hurt quite yeah. badly. It's bad. It's not fun. Ugh. But Ithaca is a good school. Ithaca depressing. is totally beautiful in the summer. Wonderful in the spring. The fall is pretty good. It takes a while for, it. it's almost like once the fall is over and it starts getting cold, the spring is somewhat irrelevant in terms of, unless you're staying there for the summer, it's somewhat irrelevant. It's like, oh man, it's April. Nope, still snowing. It's going to only really start becoming oh, yeah. spring, spring in like the final weeks of April and the beginning of May in Ithaca. Um, That's right. Snow is
1: not gone up here until the middle of May. Then you can yeah, be safe. exactly. Well, our last patron question is from 11 Z's. Uh, and I think this is the one that everybody wants to know. They've always wanted to
0: know what is your
1: favorite type of milk, cow, goat, almond, breast,
0: et cetera. I really enjoy whole milk, um, but I know it's not necessarily super healthy to drink all the time. So my, my calories. preference for milk most of the time is oat milk, specifically the brand planet. Oat. And I've said this before in my videos oh, too, oat. a long time ago. I said, a, I said that you know, whole milk is my number one milk, but oat milk is my number two milk. Hmm. What about hazelnut milk? Do you like that?
1: I've been getting into it lately. I actually
0: don't think I've ever tried hazelnut milk. I may have. I may have tried hazelnut milk. It's. Really I, I nice. must have tried hazelnut. It's milk.
1: got a light flavor of. Hazelnut. I must have tried
0: hazelnut milk in the in and the in the ultimate milk video. There were so many types of milk there that it was like it was hard to keep track of all the ones I've tried. But coconut milk is not that good. I will say that coconut milk is not that good. Oh. Or at least the coconut milk I had was uh, like mealy. It was weird. Uh, I have a
1: box of it in the pantry right now that I got uh, as a gift and I haven't tried it yet. And I was looking forward to it until about 12 <laughs> seconds ago.
0: <laughs> well, I actually, I could have just had a bad brand too. That's totally possible. Um, but <laughs> I, I I don't know. I mean it could it could be a bad. Pina colada is being said in the chat. So I think you make pina colada with Coconut milk? Is that true? Uh, oh, I don't, I don't know. know. I've never made one.
2: I don't know. The uh, I had one bartending gig where I had to make pina coladas, and it was like a mix. Yeah. You just dumped the mix into yeah. like the blender with the ice and the rum, Speaking of blenders, and that was your pina colada. That's
0: one thing that I really want to get. I think that's actually, yeah, that's one thing that my goal is to get. Whatever the blender that you used when you were doing the bartending stuff, you know the, those blenders that kind of have a square... The cup that you blend yeah, is so square. Like it's like ones? the like the restaurant quality ones. I'm trying to yeah. get one of those. I'm saving up. I'm trying to, to justify it for myself. I'm trying to get one of those just for my apartment because I feel like those are always make the best stuff. They mix stuff the best. They make the best like shakes or whatever. They make the best everything because they're meant to last forever or a long time.
2: Uh. yeah, the the restaurant grade big blenders. Yeah. That was a miserable job making frozen
0: drinks. But horrible. If I were to have one in my place, it would be ultimate host, right? It'd be
2: (laughs) wait. It'd be ultimate post. No
0: host. It would be a sick. Oh, ultimate host. Oh, you. That would be a dope thing because it's like, hey, folks, friends, post. This is in a post COVID context. Hey, folks. Oh, you want a, um, <laughs> you want a strawberry? Yeah, daiquiri. you want a strawberry deck, da- You want a pina colada? And then I just whip it up in my restaurant grade thing. Did you know that there is a there is a toaster that has a touchscreen? No, I can't. Ju- I would never just. Uh, well, I thought no. about it, but I would. Ne- I don't think I would ever get it. But it looks really cool because this is just one. That this would. This is something I imagine is in every one percenter's home. You know, all these people Bernie Sanders is trying to kill. Um, It like keeps it gives you a countdown on a visual screen and you get to toast your bread. The exact right toastiness. It's awesome. (laughs) These are all such boring topics that I'm talking about. But for some reason, I'm excited about them. Um, Imagine being a toast snob.
2: I, I, I mean, you honest... have to have not a lot of problems <laughs> in your life to put toast at the top of your troubles list. Well,
0: it's not really. Th- I mean, it really isn't. But it, it like we are there is really nothing going on in coronavirus. <laughs> there is really nothing. <laughs> going. On. I don't toast. I don't t- I don't see anyone in person. I don't have enough. I don't have any social problems right now, necessarily. So it's like I, g- I might as well have an issue with toast.
2: Yeah. No. Well, look, I like oh, your blended. I
0: linked it that's that's it right there it's it is it it's sold out the vastly yeah, vastly over expensive toaster it's like 300 dollars. it's ridiculous uh yeah but it's sold out wow. you can't even it's like get an it iPad you can get, get it it's so popular There's, you could definitely get it i'm sure it's available maybe there are
1: scalpers of these toasters like ps5 scalpers
0: <laughs> yeah it's two ninety nine. dollars Three hundred dollars. the glow heating system heats up fast, searing the bread without drying it, so it's crunchy on the outside, yet soft and delicious on the inside. Come on, are you telling me that that doesn't sound amazing to you? Even though it's just a fucking toaster with a touchscreen,
2: it does. I like toast a lot. And I think it's one of the very key good.
0: features, one of the, or, and this, I wouldn't say this is a key feature, but one of the cool features is that when it's in sleep mode, it turns to a clock. And then also when it's getting close, when it's getting, <laughs> you don't have enough. Clocks. It gives you a timer. You don't have to like be wait and wonder when the toast will be ready (laughs) it will tell you it will give you a timer how many toasters give you actual timers man come on
2: I don't know I don't know I think you (laughs) need to do a brand deal with
0: this wild if I could do a brand deal with these guys that would be sick then I would get a free touch screen toaster that would be amazing (laughs) oh my god I would fucking I would shit on a shingle if I got one of these
2: (laughs) Bringing it back full circle. Before we let you uh, out of here, Ted, we like to ask our guests to come up with a sponsor. Speaking of sponsors for our podcast, it can be anything, and you need to do the ad read for it. So you need to invent the sponsor, you need to invent the ad read, and you need to give it to us on the spot right now.
0: (laughs) Oh man! Okay, here we go. Uh, This should I start saying it? i start saying it Uh, yes um yep go for it. this video i mean this podcast was sponsored by uncrustable shitty shingles uncrustable shitty shingles are (laughs) a collection of the feeling of having shingles and the feeling of shitting wrapped into a smucker's uncrustable (laughs) crust uh, the reason why you would like this is because you can send it to someone for their birthday if they are your enemy, because it's going to make them miserable and it's going to ruin their day. Um, the reason why this is being advertised on this podcast is because um, we're we got a lot of enemies over here, man. We are and we are looking to get them with our shit and shingles wrapped in an uncrustable. How's that?
1: 77 episodes 77 enemies exactly wait that's right are you saying that every every first 78 since we did slush and glink together
2: yeah yeah you're now on our enemy list ted congratulations that's right
0: thank you um watch your back at jesus christ tom that was quick word art he made a word art that says (laughs) uncrustable (laughs) shitty shingles You just got word (laughs) open ready to rock (laughs) <laughs> how the hell did he do that yeah
2: part of me was hoping would be sponsored by that peanut butter and jelly sphere that you came that up was with a really legitimate. Really well imagine
0: idea. imagine uh, I, like, um, it, imagine yeah. that but then with shittiness and, and shingles in it and you throw like a bomb at people <laughs> and it like and, and they, their body is covered in the feeling of having shingles and shitting at the same time it would be miserable it's like a grenade. Yeah. I would think more like a, like a <laughs> sticky bomb. Like you throw it at them and they're like, okay. Oh no, Oh no. Oh, I've got shingles. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's, it's effectively a herpes bomb. Do you Ugh. get shingles from herpes? Is that what it, you get it from? I don't know. Yeah. I'm pretty sure shingles, shingles is, from, from, uh, uh, from rabies. Wasn't that what it was?
1: What? No, it, no. Shingles is a, a derivative of, uh, it's in the herpes family. Oh, yeah. It's a cousin, you know, like
0: <laughs> peanut butter sphere. It's now like, it's it like shingles. horrible chicken pox. Oh, painful chicken pox. It sounds like something that would have to do with the shins. Like whenever I was, when we were talking about shingles this whole time, I was just thinking about like, I was imagining in my head, like a shattered shin and that was shingles <laughs> and that's what shingles was. I don't know why, cause I knew that's not what it was, but in my head, that's what I've been thinking this whole time is like a shattered shingle, a shattered shin is a shingle.
2: Oh, it's from, it's from chicken pox, according to the chat.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: Have you all had, did you all have chicken pox as children? I never had
1: chicken pox. Uh, I had the pox. Oh, you didn't at all? So you're susceptible now? You, you could be infected?
0: Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe I had it and it's going to release itself as shingles when I'm 30. (laughs) Maybe I did have it. I don't know. I, I feel like I must have been too young to even remember it being a big deal.
1: Yeah, I was like four or five, something like that. I don't that. get sick
0: that often. I had
1: coronavirus.
0: Yeah, how was that? Oh, confirmed? Like, yeah, no, yeah. I definitely had it. I mean, I also got tested for it, and I was like, yeah, you got corona, man. Um, It wasn't that bad for me. I mean, I'm also, I, I mean, I was 22 at the time when I had, but I'm 23 now. So, I mean, I'm pretty young, so... It, it didn't really affect me that much. I lost my smell for a good amount of time. I can smell stuff now, though, which is nice. Gotcha. No, yeah, I lost it for like, I lost my sense of smell for like a month and a half to two months. Wow. <laughs> so i chest 23 is a turning point. Don't say that. It's a while. Don't say this. <laughs> Next time oh, he's God. done for? Wow. <laughs> You're going to feel real device. bad if I get coronavirus again <laughs> and I die. Okay? <laughs> You're going to feel a real bad guy. <laughs> um but yeah, no, it wasn't, it wasn't really that But I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember what it was like. I mean, I, you know what it was? I, um, the day that I, I had experienced symptoms for the first time, I think I, I got really bad. It was almost like it was a migraine or I thought it was a migraine. In reality, I was just experiencing coronavirus or some sort of symptom of coronavirus. Turns out I was like, man, I was calling my mom. I was like, Is is the feelings that I'm feeling right now a migraine? Because I've never gotten a migraine in my life, so I'm very surprised that I'm getting one right now. But I am a little stressed lately, so maybe that's what it's about. And I didn't even—I never really even got around to it being. Oh, maybe this is coronavirus. Um, But I'm still—I'm still zero for zero on uh, getting migraines. I don't think I've ever gotten a migraine before, so that's good. (laughs) Congrats! Thank you. <laughs> i've heard they're terrible um, and i don't ever want one so Rippling. have you guys gotten migraines yes. i don't I
1: think
0: have, oh yeah loser. but it, it, i am yeah. zero for the as i've mentioned uh, before, you know i am zero for zero on migraines you know when i
1: started to get them i was about Son 23 of bitch.
0: oh no Yep,
1: yeah. yeah, sorry uh, about it but they did go away like maybe five years later i stopped got, getting them
0: so you got migraines um, consistently for five years nobody told me 23 yeah. to 28 was the way does that math right yeah 23 to that's 28 grim. was the year of was the years of migraines that's misery everything is going to get worse oh no don't say that why you gotta say that <laughs> <laughs> that's like the worst thing that you can say <laughs> that's like that's like when people were tweeting about 2021 they were like this is gonna be worse especially on january 6th everyone was like wow this is not getting better I'm talking about the Capitol riot (sighs) capital raid. Yeah.
1: Well, raid. I thought, I thought you were going to say rave and I was like, Oh, I haven't heard anybody describe it. It kind of was
0: in a way. I mean, they were singing YMCA the whole time. So (laughs) yeah, some, some crazy costumes. No, I I can see that
1: wouldn't be altogether wrong.
0: If you switched around some definitions, it would count.
1: (laughs) You could completely change the meaning of a few things. It's, it's perfect.
2: Um, chuckle, Sammy. Yeah this this saturday well people listening to this it'll be last saturday when it comes out yes next week. i've i've, <laughs>
0: yeah. I've got but, the editor um, working on it he's throwing it together it's gonna be released and i'm hoping that this time we'll be able to do it consistently because i've never been i've never been part of a podcast that's been consistent but since i'm running this podcast it's a good thing too to have like a weekly thing i think because Ever since I left college, I didn't have any structure anymore. The structure is entirely reliant on me, which is weird uh, because I'm not an organized person at all. And I've got ADHD at the fucking ass. So um, I think it'll be good to have like that weekly thing. You guys do it on Wednesdays every week, right? This.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yep, Yeah. That's helped a lot, too. Like, I think it's gotten a lot easier to have that predictable time uh we we always know what we have to do by when and once we got in that pattern i things really started to roll pretty yeah. nicely mm-hmm. um but you know you mentioned it's going to be out on on that saturday this will come out a few days after that which means we'll be able to put a link to it oh, uh, to nice. that first episode right in very the description nice. so if you're listening that'll be uh at the top of the descript i will yeah. say somebody yeah.
0: somebody's asking who made the art for that sandwich the um his name is brandon Le- i think his last name is pronounced lapine i'm not sure if or or Le- lepine i'm not sure brandon if you're listening i'm sorry um he also goes by kanjiro uh but he's done some art for C- curtis connor he's done some stuff for tiny oh, nice. mead gang uh he's kind of he does this sort of like grotesque 90s-esque sort of illustrations that i fucking love i love his shit so i was like and i'd worked with him on my channel art for my my live channel my second channel so i was like hey i want you to do this for this podcast i'm working on and he did a fantastic job and i love it
2: awesome well everybody who's listening check
0: out chuckle
2: sandwich you'll get to hear ted you'll get to hear schlatt who everyone's familiar with and uh slimesicle indeed as well so um ted Thanks
0: for hanging out with us. No problem. Thank you for having me.
2: It was a pleasure. Um, Everybody go check out patreon.com slash the create unknown to become part of what we're doing here. Every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. is TCU night. So don't forget if it's Wednesday, that is TCU night and you can hang out with us right here at TCU. All right, everyone. We're out of here. Thank you. Space
1: Cowboys. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Create Unknown. We'd like to extend a huge thank you and congratulations to the Tots and Dumpster crew who save tiny little lives every month. A tremendous shout-out to our elite baby gang. Trevstad, Boromir, BotDogs, Chinchilla, Isaac, Conrad, James, Jeff Davis, Patrick Pister, Baseweight, and Dojangles. And thank you to our grizzled, battle-hardened child infantry. Jen Mephisanti, Kevin Menard, Mikhail Steinke, Risebred, Sean Malone, Triple Question Mark, Monahan, Ryan Kinder, Sheep, and Maruko. Thank you as well to our producer and editor, Ben Webster, and to our media manager, Dan Yosua. The Create Unknown is an unknown media production.
0: Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot.